When you are born in this and your first breath when the doctor slaps you is tinted with magnolia blossoms and, you know, you drink Mississippi River tap water in your first formula, it's a thing that you won't find anywhere else. And folks who had to evacuate know you might go somewhere and you might have a good time, but it's nothing like home. And when you can call New Orleans, Louisiana home, baby, you know what it means to miss New Orleans. Trust me. It's the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. We'll uh, check in on everybody, see what they thought of the Super Bowl. People in Louisiana, people in Indiana. Tale of uh, two cities there, hell of a Super Bowl. But you can only have one winner and one loser. In this case, there was two winners and two losers. Me and Eastside Dave picked the Saints. And the uh, Republican Party, of course, being Fez Watley. And, of course, uh, believe it or not, Chris Stanley. You felt like you needed with, to be with the dull uh, cults. 
Felt like you needed to be there for him. Chris Stanley, where'd you watch the game last night? Oh, um, just pissed drunk at a buddy's house. Just all fucked up at a buddy's house. Oh, yeah. Now, I don't know whether you saw Dave's Twitter. Were you as drunk as him? Uh, no, I was not that fucking drunk. Yeah, no. nobody no, was. No. You can't get that happy. The people in New Orleans weren't as drunk as that idiot. Uh, Fez Watley, you're Peyton Manning, the man that uh, you have adored all these years since mm -hmm. you followed his career in Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, didn't make it through last night. Surprise you? It absolutely surprised me that the Manning magic was gone last night. That it was, he was supposed to save the day at the end of the game. It's so funny that we talk about the Manning magic. Just a couple years ago, the guy can't win the big one. He wins one in the rain, and now it's the magic. And everyone's shocked uh, that he uh, didn't pull it off. All right, we're going to first of all talk to some people in Louisiana. Uh, let's go to uh, Drew, Drew in Baton Rouge. What's it like down there, buddy? It's uh, it's a fairy tale down here. It's, Is that right? Absolutely crazy. Was it uh, Mardi Gras last night? Won't stay that way. Straight on through. Yeah, Mardi Gras. Yeah, I mean, I, I I stayed at home and watched the game, and then went out and had about eight drinks, and I'm dragging in. But I I tell you, it was something else. That onside kick, second half, unbelievable. Unbelievable. It was really, really great football. But when you guys were down 10-zip, it had to feel like you can't come back from this. Yeah, especially against Peyton Manning. Yeah. I mean, the guy is a machine. Uh, it was a bad feeling. But, uh, you know, and, I mean, Ron, i got to tell you, you know, all the cliches, you know, believe in them, you know, it, bless you boys. All that stuff is true down here. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, it's a very Catholic region, and uh, I'm telling you, people went to church, they prayed for this, and you know, they think it made a difference. I mean, it was something else. You can call it Catholic, but I'll call it voodoo. Uh, Drew, you, do, you guys deserve it, buddy. Congratulations. A lot of fun. Now, Fezzi, you were uh, saying a couple weeks ago that Peyton Manning, you didn't get the big excitement level out of him when he won uh and you thought that maybe he was somehow disappointing himself. You also didn't get a big fucking sadness out of him when he lost. He has taken this thing so far now of he's not going to get high with the game and he's not going to get low with the game. He was not crushed at the end of the game during the interviews last night. Peyton Manning, a cold-blooded killer. Cold-blooded killer. That's what frustrates me about him is, you know what? He made me look like an idiot for picking him mm -hmm. and the over in the game. Right. Both. Then I'm upset. He's not upset. Right. He drives me insane. It's like he knows exactly what he's doing to me. Well, not every man wants to be a woman. And what he is is a professional football player. And he's one of those guys he's been doing this since he was a little boy. And he's just decided, I'm not going to get caught up in the emotion. I'm just going to be a hitman. Uh, let's go over to Garth in Indiana. Garth. Hey, buddy. Is it, uh, is it sad there or just some kind of stoic Midwestern feeling? Yeah, it's kind of mundane. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed because I'm a Colts fan. Uh, but, you know, still uh, happy for the Saints fans and Drew Brees and... See, I don't even uh, understand that. I just, I couldn't be. yeah, I could. There's no way that you're you could actually be a fan and say that you're happy for the Saints fans and happy for Drew Brees. Okay, well, uh, I'll take this back. I, I'm happy for Drew Brees because I rooted for him when he went to Purdue. You know, so uh, couldn't do it. 
kind of stick with him, you know, so... Uh, Why? But that's almost like saying, um, hey, I used to like this guy, but we used to pal around back in high school. Then he raped my sister, but I still kind of like him. Um, yeah, it, it's rough, man. Like, you know, yesterday I was screaming at the TV, you know, get through, you know, yelling at him and shit, but, uh, but you know, it's a good game, still bummed, but... Uh, I don't uh, understand you, know, you guys. I'm going to tell it's you this... Everybody in the Midwest, they remind me of that uh, Whistler's mother picture. They're just, uh, the emotion isn't there. Uh, here's our buddy Jacob in New Orleans. How you doing, pal? <laughs> it's me, Ron. Um, Fez is with me. That That's who that. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you heard, but the fucking New Orleans Saints won the Super Bowl. Uh, you know. End of, the uh, hey, end of the first quarter, what kind of condition were you in, pal? Oh, I was fucking losing my mind. Yeah, it was I mean, just... You, you kind of... Everybody... Uh, being a lifelong Saints fan, you're always just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Right. You know, even when they're doing well, you know they're going to fuck it up eventually. And uh, I, I was just, you know, kind of... I was trying to fight off the pessimism, thinking, you know, well, you know, we made it to the Super Bowl, but, you know, we can't expect to win against Peyton Manning. But then they did that fucking onside kick, and I just, I, I knew they were going to fucking come back. Because they're a second-half team, man. They have been all season, and I knew they were going to do it. It was just madness. Get crazy down there in New Orleans. Yeah, dude. I, it, it was better than Mardi Gras, because Mardi Gras is nothing but tourists on Bourbon Street. But right. Bourbon Street was packed with locals last night, and it was fucking amazing. Uh, is it going to keep on going for a while? Yeah, man, we got a uh, we we got a, you know a few hundred million people are going to go meet them at the airport when they come back at two o'clock today, and uh, and then tomorrow evening at five o'clock we got a uh, we got a parade downtown. Every, the whole fucking city's just going to shut down. Night night parade. I like that idea. Yeah, well, they you know I didn't like it because they were planning it win or lose. And I'm not the type of fan that's going to go to a losing team. Yeah, parade. I don't like that shit either. I don't like that. But you deserve this parade now. You really do. Uh, yeah, this yeah, would, um, you know, quite frankly, it was one of the all-time great Super Bowls. For all the bitching people do about Super Bowls, this decade has had just a ton of great ones. Really, really, uh, we've got to be 75 80% of just rolling along being some great Super Bowls. That's all it's been. And I just absolutely say that football is in the is in the perfect state right now. Yeah. If it keeps producing these kind of Super Bowls, you know what? I'm very happy to be but, a, f a football fan. But you'll still hear from people who are like, uh, well, I only watch for the halftime show and the commercials. And you're like, I don't think you've been paying much attention. I think uh, if you throw out the... Ravens, Giants, Super Bowl, and no offense, Fez, the Buccaneers, Super Bowl. I think the rest of them have been dead on great games. We're doing about eight out of the last ten or so. That's ridiculous. I mean, I'm a baseball fan. You don't get that in the World Series. You don't get 80% of fucking games being this good. On that pick or bonsai, as they're now calling it on ESPN, the bonsai that went down last night. Total uh, madness. And uh, by the way, a little uh, way later on, we'll, win off, we'll uh, read off all these Twitter, uh, Twitter winners from the show uh, yesterday. It was a great, great time playing the trivia on Twitter. And thanks to everybody that was uh, getting involved, helping on that. It ran like clockwork, Fez. Yeah, it was a blast, too. A lot like, of fun. Like uh, clockwork. Uh, 
But it was such a great game that you really have to say to yourself, maybe uh, we've never had anything run as good as the NFL run stuff today. Yeah, I know it's a little too corporate. It's ridiculously corporate. But then when the big corporation turns around and keeps giving you a good product, you got to say to yourself, well, maybe they're Coca-Cola. You know, maybe they're just going, just when you think they can't get any bigger, uh, they do. And they just have so many stars in their pocket. And Wall Street has to roll out all these commercials. And, uh, you know, you look at, and like Letterman and Leno are willing to get together, which, face it, they wouldn't do for fucking Haiti. It's ridiculous how big the NFL has gotten. It's absolutely ridiculous. And the fucking thing works. As much as we can bitch about stuff and, you know, you expect to have, for whatever reason in this country, 16 fucking great weeks. Then a great playoffs. And Fez Watley has given us, I don't have the fever. It's just not there for me this year. And you, you can't be woken up if that game didn't do it for you last night last night. But I would love to hear from some people who just don't watch the Super Bowl. They now interest me more than anyone else. I'm just curious about the type of person who says, no, I see it's a bunch of hype and I don't want any part of it. Because I know what I get back out of this and I know just, I don't know if I know a single person who doesn't watch that game. And I'm talking man or woman. Children. Whatever it happens to be, everybody's watching the game. You take a hipster like our own Pepper Hicks. Still watching it. It's fucking it, ridiculous. You were locked in. Oh, hell yeah. Just fucking tanked. Loving it. Every second of it. Uh, when the pick went down, even you had to scream for that. I was like, what the fuck, dog? <laughs> you really yelled that out? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I did, yeah, I did actually. You're actually sounding more and more like American Idol as time's going on. And Davy Mac, I saw your Twitio. You were just uh, shit faced drunk. The man who only who only drinks on Fridays. Yeah, well, I I decided to give myself a little pass for for the game. Another one. <laughs> um, I wasn't even going to, but I was like, you know what? It is the Super Bowl, and I honestly though I didn't even need the booze. The game was that great. Can I just tell you something that's extremely important? The Super Bowl last night made my daughter walk. Wow, really? She walked for the first time at the Super Bowl party, watching everyone, watching the athletes, watching Reggie Bush. She got up and walked halfway across the room, and that was a little walking machine. Trying to get that's out of fantastic. the place. That's fantastic. Yeah. So that's how good the game was. It so, made children walk. This is last year she hung out with Liza Minnelli. <laughs> this year she's walking. The Super Bowl is perfect for her. For her. She loves it. Uh, Scott in Vegas, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey guys, I uh, you said you didn't want to, you wanted to talk to someone that didn't watch the Super Bowl, and and you don't have anything to do with the Super Bowl every year. Absolutely not. It's a big waste of time. Who but, cares about the commercials? But you live in Vegas. Yeah. This has got to be a huge deal in Vegas, right? All the betting goes down that day. I have. You know what? If you live in Vegas, you stay away from the Strip. Yeah. I have no clue. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Do so that. I'd rather play video games, Call of Duty. Scissors up, Dave. Peace. Uh, there you go. He's a guy that during the uh, Super Bowl played Call of Duty. Uh, Ian in Oregon, you're on the Ron Fest show. 
Hey, buddy. How's it going? Yeah. What's happening? Hey, uh, I didn't watch the Super Bowl yesterday. Uh, not a football fan. I went rock climbing instead. Now, the game's on TV. And you are climbing up a rock? Absolutely. Uh, and there was no roads to take you to the top of that rock? You can only get it by hanging <laughs> on the outside of it? Yeah, there were roads, but that kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah, I don't know. I think the fact is if you have a road, you, you're kind of ridiculous for climbing a rock. Never uh, once have been interested in, in football at all. Uh, you know, I watch it every now and then. I'm just not that big of a football fan. And uh -huh. so, uh, to me, you know, Sunday, Sunday, football Sunday or Super Bowl Sunday, excuse me, uh, everybody's inside, so it was a great day to get out. All right. I appreciate it. Now, Dave. It sounds like madness to you. You couldn't believe this, right? But it's the biggest sporting event that we have, the biggest television event that we have. 90 million people are watching, which is enormous. But just think for a second, that means 210 million people are not watching. Wow. For every person that you know watching the Super Bowl, talking about the Super Bowl, there's two who want... Nothing to do with it. It's they can't all be rock climbing. Uh, here's uh, Ralph in Delaware. You're on Running Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Um, I watched The Who, and then I went to bed. Now, why would you go to bed so early, Ralph? Well, I was hammered. But oh, I, I mean, I was drinking good beer, and then I just didn't feel like watching the rest of the game. I have no idea. Usually I do, but yesterday I just didn't feel like doing it. How did you like The Who? I love The Who. Man, I was drunk, but I thought it was great. Uh, Davey Mac, The Who, of course, getting mixed, mixed results from people. Uh, where was your mind on it? I loved it, but I thought, my God, how telling. Bruce Springsteen made his stage last year a lot smaller so that right. he could get close to the fans. And you see how detached the Who were from their fans? Avatar. <laughs> that entire show feet from was Avatar. Yeah. Uh, Hicks, where were you on it? I hate it. Yeah. Roger, Roger Dolly sounded really bad, I thought. Oh. I don't know. I, I, I didn't, I didn't, it wasn't good. I didn't like it. I Here's what you have to remember, though. These are old men. And the way that when I was growing up, I felt like about Muddy Waters is the way kids really need to think about the Who yeah, right. and the Stones and stuff. Yeah. These are old guys. Right. I just didn't like Pete Townsend's hat and glasses. He looked like Robert Crumb. Like it was a hat. weird fucking strange look for him. He's a weirdo. Yeah. Ichabod Crane is a weirdo <laughs> kid toucher, whatever. <laughs> uh, just uh, learn to uh, deal with it. I love he, it. Here's Jesse in Minnesota. You're on a fez. Hey, buddies. Yeah. Yeah. Just wanted to let you know. I said, screw the Super Bowl. You could. Uh, I was out there in the lake, caught myself four walleyes. Now, when you're out there fishing, you don't see another soul around you. Uh, actually, there's a couple people next to us, but for the most part, we were all all by ourselves. Now you know you can fish any day, right? Almost every day, actually. <laughs> so why not just take one day and find out what of a uh, find out you know one day? Let's see what America's into here. Well, man, you got to understand the Vikings. You know, we had the Super Bowl. We uh, damn near had the Saints. I get that completely. All of us have had our teams knocked out of the playoffs. And then you watch the end of the movie. You see how yeah. this thing ends. I've honestly never had a team. And I fuck, honestly, I give a fuck about the Jets and the Giants, and I watch the Super Bowl every fucking Women! 
women who who sit there and try to ask you, what do they have spears in their helmets? Whatever, <laughs> they're showing up for the Super Bowl. The guy, uh, the guys that go outside, the fishing guy, the rock climbing guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you don't just sit there outside thinking. I wonder what's happening right now. Craig, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's going on, buddies? What a great game yesterday. Uh, I would just call and say, man, that Twitter party was such a success that multiple times the site froze up. But when it was time for that uh, Peyton Manning's interception throw, uh, to type in Bondi, I mean, it, the whole thing froze up, man. I was just sitting there yelling at my computer trying to get it through. Well, we were starting to freak out a little bit then, too, during the Bonsai of, holy shit, this whole thing goes down. Mm-hmm. Who gets the ball? <laughs> but luckily it happened. And we also uh, knocked a certain jeweler's website down <laughs> uh, during a question there. See, I... I uh, yeah. I texted Bonsai from my phone because uh-huh. I was thinking I won't use the computer because I thought there would be so much fucking traffic that it would be uh, impossible they, to get through. That's perfect. You won. You won it. So, uh, yeah. Dave pissed, pissed, pissed me off. I got Bonsai from him before I could get it through the computer. Um, it was uh, truly, truly fucking uh, madness out yeah. there for that party. The Twitter party ended up being a lot more fun than you thought, huh, Dave? Oh, I loved it. Because you're like, loved hey, I'm old school. You And we're like, no, this is where the kids are going. Yeah. The kids are all hanging there. It was. It was great. Uh, we've never had a party that, that was that interactive before, that you're just playing in real time. And the only thing that was really making me laugh is that and we were keeping the prizes rolling and the questions were rolling, and people would call up and, I mean, be like, tweeting in, asking us questions like we had time, like, what happens if you, you're like, just stop, you giving away the uh, ball yet? But the uh, fact that the that the bonsai went till that late in the game, yeah. and then literally was the play of the game, everything hinged on it, it was fucking madness. Well, that was the prize that I was going for, Yeah. so I had bonsai written on my phone, and I was just sitting there with my finger on the send button, just mm-hmm. holding, hoping, hoping, as soon as I got it, send. Yeah, well, you weren't the only one. And that's why I things know. were just fucking exploding. <laughs> yeah. um, but then we were all screaming bonsai, too, which <laughs> right. we'll, we'll be able to stay with. And the fact that he took it back for a touchdown. Pick six, as they yeah. say now. Uh, we got to keep the... Uh, the Twitter party is uh, going. we got to think of some other stuff to do because that was actually just a blast. Maybe the funnest Super Bowl ever for us. And uh, Fez Watley unexpectedly shows up at my house for a big Twitter party. Well, I was in the neighborhood and I figured I just, you know, I figured you were watching the game. Yeah. So I just go ahead and ring the buzzer. Here's what was really funny about Fez, too. Uh, and this has never happened in all the years that I've known him. Brings a covered dish, something that he had prepared himself. And what was it that you made, Fez? It was a bean dip salsa. <laughs> Deal. Oh, what was it, really? Oh. It was like a bean dip. <laughs> what Fartley is known for, Jesus. bringing beans. The magical fruit. Yeah, that's what he yelled out. Um, Nathan, Nathan in Jacksonville, you're on Ron Fez. You know, guys, I didn't watch the Super Bowl, but I was I was in my house. I was upstairs playing solitaire on my computer during the Super Bowl. And not because I don't like football or anything like that. It's because I'm so I'm such a huge, huge baseball fan 
and I get so pissed off when people tell me football is better than baseball. I kind of just boycotted it. Um, just the principle of the thing. I yeah, don't I don't know. understand yeah, those kind yourself. of yeah. I don't understand those kind of principles. It doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense to me. Just play your little uh, computer game in front of the TV. I think like like I'm a big sports fan, so I totally can't relate. But even if it was like the biggest show was an opera every year, and 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 you know that was our big event, I think I would still tune in for it. You know what I mean? Just to be a part of something. I got to uh, read off winners' names today. Look at this. I got just pages of them. That's how many prizes we ended up giving out yesterday. Uh, everybody will be able to check back on uh, 202 Friends. But it really was uh, a blast all the way around. Uh, Mildred, you're on the Run of Fez show. What's that? You Mildred? said Mildred? Yeah. Oh, sorry. My phone went out. I hate sprint. Yeah, I never uh, watched a Super Bowl before. I'm 28 years old. I've hated sports my whole life. And um, I've been invited to parties, always turned it down. I thought it was stupid. And uh, I lived in New Orleans for five years. I've been back in Jersey for two. And just listening to the chatter this season, I, I got so excited. I was rooting for them. It was the most exciting thing. It was brand new to me. I, I think I'm going to be a Saints fan from now on. I just regret that I didn't get into it while I was living now, there. It's really <laughs> so funny because when people tend to get into football, Whatever team is doing really well, then if they're not a homer, that will be their team. And that's why the fucking Steelers and the Cowboys have so many fans. Yeah. Because people started to get into the game uh, big time in the 70s. Right. Uh, Bill in San Diego. You're on Fez. Hey, boys. This is Bill. Um, just want to let you know I did not watch the Super Bowl. I'm really pissed off that I didn't get a chance to watch it. What happened, uh, Bill? No. Dude, I was helping my nephew with his uh, algebra homework last night, and it just kept going and going and going. And I kept looking at my watch, going, "All right, first quarter's done, second quarter's done." Once I once I miss the second quarter, I said, "Fuck it, I'll just DVR it and watch it later." So uh, I have, actually have not even watched it yet. All right, uh, well, I don't want to ruin it for you, but uh, <laughs> try to see what happens with about three minutes left in the game. You're going to go crazy. Uh, Jim in Toledo, you're on a fez. I think we knew Fez was going to show up at Lightning's house, but why didn't you bring the boost cake? Well, because I had kind of figured that, too. I didn't pick up a dessert. And then Watley shows up with a bean dip. <laughs> Homemade. But no dessert. And what I've been saying for years, dessert, part of the meal. And desserts are usually Fez's specialty. That's what he was known for. Yeah. That and bean dip. Was he Mexican? Well, here's an interesting thing. I don't think what you had was a bean dip, Fizz. Well, it's kind of like a sol. It's like a dip, mm -hmm. but it's like a salsa as well. Yeah, there's beans in it, but it's not a bean bean dip. You think that you know, kind of cooked, and it's mm. you know, Pasty. oh you, yeah, you better eat it fast. Uh, Fizz's uh, complete. Where'd you get the recipe from? I got it from my father. Yeah, uh, and I will tell you this, Dave and Pepper. It was outstanding. Oh, Fizz Watley. If we were doing some kind of one of those uh, reality cooking shows, he would not have been sent home. <laughs> it's nice to know. When he came in saying I cook, and I don't know, did you actually cook that? Because it came in cold. Yeah. And like you said, it's a salsa. What was cooked? The beans? No, the uh, the mixture that all the vegetables and beans were in. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, like an <laughs> olive oil, vinegar, and sugar mixture that you have to bring to a boil. I'd love to do a reality cooking show in here. Yeah. 
That'd be awesome. Watley will bring his bean dip. I don't think you can make anything that could beat it, Dave. Uh, my Dave McDonald pork chops will rival his bean dip. Ah, my mouth got Flat dry out. just hearing that. Okay. They're not going to be dry, my friend. Where'd they you get the recipe from? Quite moist. Uh, Dad, McDonald, patty cakes, my the, father. The, no, back, the back of the shake and bake box. Your problem is this, Dave. Uh, where do you where do you prepare? Where his is going to come in, it could be eaten cold. I would prepare it here. I would take a, a, a all I would need is just a uh, a pan because I have my eggs, I have my milk, I have my breadcrumbs. It sounds like you're making an omelet. Eight six six Ron zero Fez, eight six six Ron zero Fez. Uh, Bill in Boston, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah. I just want to say uh, it's the first Super Bowl I've ever watched because normally I don't give a shit, but I wanted to win uh, Bruce Jenner's shoes. Uh, it was Thank a lot you. of fun, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I I honestly have to admit that's the fucking the first football game I've ever sat down and watched, and I thank you guys for that experience. Well, uh, just try to put yourself together for an Oscar party this year, because maybe we'll be <laughs> doing the same thing to try to make the Oscars a little better. We could actually um, play those games anytime we want it. I should uh, read off the list of winners, Fez, and there was a ton of them. They'll be all put up on 202 Friends. Um, first winner of the uh, night, of course, uh, Drummer Dude, 67, uh, Baby Hand was a big, big, uh, winner, Booney Cat, uh, shocked the world, and then, believe it or not, picking up the Pawnee shirt, our own G-Baby, G-Baby, wow, way better than Dave. Yeah, nice work. Uh, Purple Lacer was a winner, Mrs. Section 8, big winner. Oh, unfortunate. This is an odd name, Chad Hanley, a.k.a. Chad Hanley, big winner. Uh, the Nizzers uh, went out there, and by the way, here's what the question was there, Dave. How many times did Bearded Joker say the word Opie? <laughs> Do you know offhand? No, uh, four? Seven. Seven. Seven in like 58 seconds. <laughs> Opie. <laughs> I got to work on some of these things. Um, uh, Lake a Kid for Life uh, was a big winner. Danny Moody. Purple Laser was a winner. Dumb Commercials, big, big winner. Uh, Matt the King, and I'm not even sure he's an actual king. Alex Mad and uh, Dan Valentine. Hmm. So all big winners, all thanks to 202 Friends. And I'm starting to love this now because it was the biggest party we've ever thrown without having to leave the house. Which was fantastic. Everything's on the internet. No offense to Hard Rock Johnny, but it's a lot harder when you have to go someplace, <laughs> get everybody together. <laughs> um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, here's Dan in Florida. You're on Ron Fez. Ron, I used to watch the Super Bowl year after year, but I stopped like for the last five years because I became a soccer fan. And I can't watch football anymore with the constant pausing, the stops, the forced TV commercials. Actually, it was a pretty quick game last night it's because phenomenal. of uh, Drew Brees' accuracy. 32 of 39 made the game really roll by. And very, very few penalties. I think there was yeah. two, maybe three penalties in the entire game. 
And I don't think any 15 yarders. I was, think um, yeah, there was one personal foul towards the end. But that wasn't 15 yards because they were so close to the goal line. Oh right, yeah. So there wasn't any. You know that probably cost them seven, eight, eight yards. It was a very tight game. Both teams really played well. Uh, and it was really funny to sit around last night and see people starting to abuse Peyton Manning. We have this hate for everybody who loses. They must have done something horrible. Because uh, Peyton Manning had a fucking really good game until the pick. It reminded you of Brett Favre. Yep. Everything went well except for one play. And such as uh, such as sports. I don't know how you could have the, even – and then people sitting around bitching at him. You think that his fucking that team would have been there without him all year? They wouldn't have won five games without Peyton Manning. Any other quarterback on that team, they didn't have a except a die actually ran the ball decently last night. But usually they have no running game, very bad defense. Manning was fucking so good in that first quarter that you're like, I you know, this game could go up fucking forty five to ten. Yeah, we could be fucked here today. And even the, the goal line stand. I mean, the, the Saints overcame a lot of adversity. Yeah, they did. Uh, I think, though, Peyton Manning now with this loss has put himself in a Favre class rather than being in a Montana, uh, even Brady class. Well, you're you're 100% right. And we discussed that on the show, I think, when we were doing our wrap-ups. And we started the year. And we said, if the Colts win this year, you got to look down and maybe look at Peyton Manning as being the player not only of the decade but of all time yeah the quintessential quarterback because you'd have multiple multiple uh super bowls and his great numbers but having him lose in that game like the same way he did to brady if you were making up a list now and and <laughs> you wouldn't put brady close to montana no. and it's all based on one freak fucking catch I by know. the giants <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know yeah. one freak play that he's not even on the field for <laughs> Fucks up everything. Yeah. Well, it's now just like it goes back to Montana mm. and probably Unitas. And they're in their own class right now. Now, I think if Peyton gets back there and gets another two, you know, two times, maybe gets a couple rings, he's back. But uh, Right. But it's tough to get rid of a loss. It really is. Shane in Detroit, Ron Ron Fez. Hey, Ron. How you doing? Good. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to call up and say I don't watch the Super Bowl because my entire life the Lions have sucked, and uh, I just never got into the game. But here's the thing, Shane. How many people were dancing in New Orleans last night that you, you they were an awful franchise for most of just about every year that they were out there? And when you get over that hump and can celebrate with them, that's fantastic. <laughs> that's almost better than being a Steelers fan. I'll yeah. take it back again to almost. It really is better to win multiple and have everybody like you and feel proud of your team. Tim in Mexico City. Hey, guys. I'm calling up because I, I, I'm not even Mr. Pro-America. But Mexico City, it was huge yesterday in the game here. Every little kid in the supermarket was like, oh, be at the Super Bowl, be at the Super Bowl. My girlfriend, who was brought up in communism, actually thinks, Super Bowl is a holiday. She wakes up out of bed and goes, man, Super Bowl, Tim. I don't know what you guys are thinking up there, but you got to represent our game. And by the way, Shane, I'm from Michigan. Go Lions. There you go. Uh, I like how you're living this kind of year, living dangerously. You're just fucking down there. I say that, though, too. I said happy Super Bowl to my wife uh, when I got it up It does feel that way, but I'll tell you at the same time, I'll be watching the World Cup stuff and enjoy it. 
and I'll be watching the Winter Olympics and enjoying it. It's nice when everybody pulls together for one thing. Yeah. So what if it's just fucking sport? How many things do we possibly have that pull everybody together? And that's why I had no problem putting on the dumb glasses with Avatar. Even if you could come home and go, that was idiotic. At least you're communicating with the people around you. And sports is less contrived. I know there's some elements of it, but it's less contrived than like an American Idol and those type of shows that get a w big numbers. Sports is still has that unpredictability factor. Well, when you sit around and talk about uh, American Idol, it gets and everyone talks about what a big television show, it gets dwarfed by the fucking Super Bowl. When you can have a Stevie Winwood sit in the parking lot and sing one song and walk off and no one gives a shit. And I just want to fucking point out to people, that's fucking Stevie Winwood, right? When you have the only two surviving members of The Who knowing that they're not in the best fucking shape to be doing these songs and are thinking to themselves, how do we turn it down? It's a big fucking deal. They could not turn it down. It amazes me, though, uh, how angry people get w with people for looking and acting their age like right. they are the who. These are older guys now. That's where their voices are at this point. Yeah, I mean, That's where their bodies are <laughs> at this point. They still rock to me. They rocked for the age that they're at. <laughs> Remember when your grandfather was that age, you know? Right. You had a blanket over his legs and everybody was going like this. Who's going to take care of Pop-Pop? Who's driving Pop-Pop home like the fucking guy wasn't even there? <laughs> yeah. That's what your grandfather was like when he was Pete Townsend's age. Pete Townsend's still doing the fucking uh, windmill. I love it. Uh, we'll get into the commercial stuff later. And uh, I don't know what the USA Today deal was. I, I gave you my prediction last night, Fez, right. that I thought it would have to do with the elderly being tackled. But I I was not that big into the commercial. But I knew either that or the fucking animal stuff people would go nuts for. Uh, obviously, the one that made us all scream in our house was seeing uh, Letterman sitting next to Jay Leno with Oprah in the middle. Yeah, just absolutely shocking. And I think this, too, it's... um. It's like it's almost like this is now the accumulation of the Letterman Leno feud. Like they they got together to do this, and now it's like the feud is over. Well, first of all, I'll just try to put it to you this way, Dave Letterman. And you got a big shock, and it was very exciting, but never break kayfabe. You know what I mean? You went and busted the fucking kayfabe. And now what do you have? What do you fucking have when you don't? I guess we can all turn around and hope that Conan will do something major. <laughs> but you guys had everybody, yeah. and you had everybody waiting to come back. And if you watch this commercial, it looks like two guys who don't really hate each other at all. <laughs> Just grumpier old men. <laughs> you know? Yep. At least it's way too soon for that, you know. They they could. So you felt the same way. Well, no, I think that that a. Why would Jay Leno do this? Oh, first of all, the thing with Oprah paled. 
and what this is going to do for Jay Leno. Huh. This makes everything that everyone bitched about Jay Leno about out the fucking window. Everything's fine. It's just show business. Jay Leno made got in a fucking plane, uh, put on a fake mustache, went into this, shot this. The fact that it didn't leak at all anywhere, amazing. Right. When you have three of the biggest fucking TV stars uh, today, probably the three three biggest names today, that were able to pull this off and not get caught doing it. Uh, but I, it's very funny for me to see that you're minded because you loved it last night, Fez. Oh yeah. And then today you're you're kind of upset about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's you shot your wad there. You can't. I mean, you can't. Letterman. I. You can't believe him if he's doing. You know. I hate Leno jokes. Maybe that bit's over, though. Maybe they just go back and do their shows and they were planning on doing that. Uh, or maybe the wife joke st uh, stung Dave so bad he thought, how do I put an end to this? Or maybe he said to himself, I'm fucking 60 whatever he is. I don't know. What is he, like 68? I, uh, I think he's like 62. All right, 62. And there's only one other person on the planet who knows what it's like to do a Johnny Carson impression all these years, and that's Jay Leno. What are we fighting about? Mm -hmm. Between the two of us, we're making, you know, $50 million a year. Um, but it was fucking great TV for that moment. But having said that, I agree with you 100%, Fez. You break the kayfabe, it makes for an exciting moment. But, um, but then it's all gone. And it never was real. That's the fucking thing for you to understand. Mm -hmm. That it, we were worked. We're the fucking rubes. Coke versus Pepsi. We think it matters. They're all getting rich. <laughs> Burger King versus fucking McDonald's. They don't give a fuck. They're mm -hmm. both getting rich. I mean, all these years, ever since Leno got the Tonight Show, all I, I've pictured Letterman stewing in his house. He doesn't go out. He doesn't socialize. Why stewing, would he, though? Stewing in his house over this. But that you came up with a really great point. You pictured it. Mm -hmm. Why would you? Why would you think that it's as real to him as it is you? And there used to be a reason why they would say to Hulk Hogan... Make sure you're not fucking traveling with the Iron Sheik. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Make sure you guys aren't caught in the same car together. Because the reality of it is, all, you know, 20,000 people are screaming because those two guys are working together. You know? Yeah. That's the fucking thing. They were always working uh, together. Here's uh, Brandon Trucker. You're on Fez. Brandon Trucker, we got you, brother? Lost you. Uh, Brad Houston, you're on a fence. Uh, yeah, hey, how you doing there, fellas? Uh, I just want to say something real quick. I, I understand that everybody got this man crush with Johnny Unitas and everything like that, and he's a great quarterback and all, but the guy only won one Super Bowl. How can you put him in a class? With a there were championship young? games before the Super Bowl. He's, he won the, oh, yeah. the quote-unquote yeah. greatest game yeah. ever played. The To this day, the greatest game ever played is still considered... Giants versus Colts, Yankee Stadium, freezing cold, NFL championship. You need to read a little bit. Read about the well, old school. Those guys had championships 
before there was a Super Bowl. Yeah, and they count. If if Unitas only played in that era, his championships count. The greatest team of all time still considered the Packers most of that run pre-Super Bowl. Yeah. I think they won like five championships or something before their two Super Bowls. Yeah, it was right. It was four or five in a row. Yeah. It's, it was, they were a machine. And then they won the Super Bowls after that? Two. Insane. First two Super Bowls. So, yeah, when you sit around and you, you, you don't want to constantly play those uh, games if it's just the Super Bowl. Sita, uh, New Jersey, you're on my face. Hey, yeah. guys. Um, did anybody else notice that um, The Who was lip-syncing last night? Um, I thought maybe just singing along or there was some background stuff. But, you know, I saw those guys... 20 years ago, and they were using backup fucking singers to strengthen Daltrey's voice a little bit. Yeah, it happens. You know, I saw him on the Quadrophenia tour 10 years ago, and, uh, you know, they, they definitely have people helping them out. But Roger's singing. He's not lip syncing. No, I, I, but he, he's probably singing along with tracks, which is really, you know, the same stuff people bitch about. I thought they were better than, like... The uh, Springsteen, Carrie Underwood, and fucking Queen Latifah. Well, they had better songs to do. You got to give Carrie Underwood all the credit. <laughs> she in the world keeps there. doing this tapping thing where she sings, yeah. and it's really annoying. It's like it's like, and you know what? It's not even hers. That's Christina Aguilera's. Right. Christine used to pretend she was playing a flute or something. <laughs> Why she fucking sang? But it makes sense with like an up tempo song. But when you're singing the national anthem, you don't do the sexy tap. I brought this up earlier. I think I'm just about sick of. The classic rock halftime, though. I want us just to get out of music. I don't give a fuck if it's like Circus Soleil or a big stunt of some kind. Well, they used to have the guys in jetpacks. Maybe they should bring those back. They had it one second before the first Super Bowl. <laughs> they didn't always have it. <laughs> and the <laughs> fact that that guy could jetpack around 40 years ago and we, we can't do anything better today, right. fucking frustrating. Absolutely frustrating. I don't even think they've worked on it. But don't don't you agree with me, Dave? We're kind of done with the big classic rock. Well, I cast certainly them. don't see any uh, classic rock bands that kind of measure up now to the Who or to the Stones or Bruce. They're kind of used up. And even if you're not at that point, even like when Petty came out, that time it seemed like it wasn't enough. Yeah. Like you really do have to be this all-time super group to even be able to pull it off. It's just, it's gotten dull now. Well, I think, like, they'd have to dip into, like, second-tier people, like Mellencamp and those type of people. But it's really funny. People are bitching about age, but, you know, that fucking JTT had to pull titties out to fucking surprise people. And that was dull as shit. Right. Even with the titty out, it was still like, oh, who cares? <laughs> I don't know what... I guess next year we're in Dallas, right? Yep. So that'll probably be some salute to country. Oh, God. You know, that'll be some kind of, you know... That'll be rough. Dixie Chicks will be singing with whoever the guy is that hates them. None of it will be fucking uh, real. Um, here's uh, Joe in Florida. You're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Hey, I thought the Who sucked. I was disappointed. I've always been a fan, but I was, uh, I don't know, performance was just disappointing. He really was off with his, uh, off of his background track quite a bit, I noticed. But do you know how old the guy is? You know he's in the 60s? Yeah, yeah. And, you know yeah. a, like, 23-year-old fucking guy was screaming those songs out? You're not going to get it the same way. 
You're not fucking going to get that live performance that you got in 69. <laughs> it's insane to fuck. It's like if you fucking brought Mark Spitz out and had him swim. <laughs> right. Uh, it just doesn't make sense. Mark in Connecticut, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Admittedly, I was, uh, I was at a party. I only caught the end of the commercial, but it looked to me, it didn't look to me like, uh, Leno and Letter, um, Letterman and Oprah were all sitting together, was it? Thought it could have been, you know, computerized. I I thought you were exactly right when I saw it and went and looked it up after the game last night. Yeah. And no, uh, they actually flew in both of those people into Letterman's studio. They shot it quick, got them both out. I mean, be able to sneak them in and out of New York without being caught is fucking phenomenal. Mm. But I thought for sure Oprah did it. You know, Oprah in the middle and then just having both those guys doing kind of a uh, bewitch gimmick. <laughs> but no, they all did it. And again, the real person who gets over is Jay Leno. Jay Leno, now, any of his worries of people hate me and it's seen as anything more than just a business is out the mm. fucking window. Out the window. Uh, Kevin and Savannah, you're on Fez. My my bone buddies. My uh, bone, my brother. We uh, REM halftime show. One of the pre, uh, one of the best-selling American bands of all time. Um, yeah, I don't think they're big enough. Matter of fact, I'm not even sure if they're big enough to play Madison Square Garden anymore. Really? Yeah. I mean, they're just there's some bands that they seem like it just goes on for, and some bands that get really big, and then it starts to. Pull back on, and I think REM is one of those bands. You know? Well, the thing, the problem with REM is I don't think that they really truly have iconic songs, rocking songs. They have cool songs, but not they have great music. Yeah, yeah but, but I mean, they don't have that. Everybody in a place just lap up in the air. Like they're not gonna play "Losing My Religion," which is arguably their biggest hit. Uh, Dave, like, Michigan, you're on a fez. Hey, buddies. Yeah. A few things. Uh, first, that Peyton Man, everybody's blaming him, but you look at that play and. Uh, I believe it was Reggie Wayne. He should have cut that receiver off and broke on that route. And then, uh, you know, the New Orleans winning the Super Bowl last night. My wife says, you know, she was rooting for him. And she says, the Lions were from Michigan. She says, we got hope now. You know, the Lions sucked, or the Saints sucked all those years. And yeah, Lions you still don't. Uh, isn't that the funny thing, Dave? It's, you, you still don't have I mean, maybe in 40, but you'll be dead. You'll, you, yeah, you'll be dead. But I I agree a hundred percent. Manning's got no reason to fucking hang his head today. Uh no reason whatsoever. Here's uh Justin in Kentucky, you're on a fez. Hey boys, what's going on? What do you say? Uh yeah, I'm twenty five years old and uh I've never seen a uh Super Bowl ever. Um I do have a couple of stepkids and they were really trying to talk me into watching the game and uh my one stepdaughter, she had her birthday party on Sunday. So as we got back, I said, well, maybe I'll break the ice and watch it. I mean, I'm more of a college football fan myself. And uh, I came out, and there was a flat tire on my car. And I had, I'm, I'm a truck driver, and I'm actually in Kentucky right now, but I'm from Michigan. And I found out my tire was flat. Well, I had to get up at uh, 2.30 in the morning to start heading out this way. So I was like, what the hell? Well, by the time I went out, I couldn't find my jack because we just. This is the dullest story I've ever heard in my life. This was the. I, I honestly feel like you're beaten down by life, wife, just sitting there hearing you drone on. Uh, Corey in Tennessee, you're on Run of Fez. 
Hey, guys. How are we doing today? We say. Uh, about that Jay Leno, David Letterman, uh, Oprah commercial, I sort of think it's weird that they even Jared in the same commercial because it's sort of like having Pepsi and Coke. Yeah, I, br- I brought this up before. It actually breaks the kayfabe, which, you know, I'm telling you, it will be a... Again. Yeah, it'll be a classic thing, but now you don't believe it. So you look back and, like, why would they do it? Um, for Leno, again, very smart fucking move. When people acting like, you know, Leno's a prick, blah, blah, blah. To see that Letterman doesn't have a fucking major beef with him, Makes everybody else in Hollywood act like all oh, this stuff is just about making money. Let's never take it fucking personal. Right. There's no passion to this stuff, or else Dave would have passion. Uh, apparently, Dave asked fucking Conan to be in the spot. Really? Yeah. Uh, and Conan couldn't do it or wouldn't do it, whatever it happens to be. But um, so it makes them look better. But you also have to remember something else. While these guys are battling out who is the king of late night, the numbers keep dropping every year for every single show. There is no big, oh, it's 1130, we have to do something. There's no more Johnny Carsons. So this is almost like everybody getting together and remember to support late night. (laughs) It's really important that somewhere in late night you're out there. Uh, Billy, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, Ronnie? Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is Nichiban or not, but uh, yesterday morning, 5 a.m., Warren Sapp gets arrested for choking out his girlfriend. Yeah, Fuzzy, that one had to be a tough one for you because you're always frustrated with people who hurt women and abuse mm-hmm. is a big deal for you. And here's a guy that we actually blindfolded you before so you could meet one of your football heroes, and he was came in here couldn't be a nicer guy about it you know played along with a game where you know another fucking grown man is sitting five feet away guessing games <laughs> at. you know i felt embarrassed even being part of it that time and was really a great fucking guy we were just talking about him last week um and then you hear this story yeah and uh i'm sorry but that makes all the difference in the world to me the fact that he, you know, allegedly choked this girl out in this hotel room. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, I I took my picture of me and Warren Sapp down. I, uh, it's, uh, I have trouble being a fan. As much as I admired the guy and appreciated the guy, I can't, I can't sit there and cheer for that. I can't be a fan. When you go and, uh, you know, attack women. Well, wasn't, that, the, wasn't the woman in... Her, um, in his room. Yeah, he had given her the key to go up to his room. Mm -hmm. And then later on, something happened in the middle of the night, and he wanted her out of there. And then that's when the the alleged domestic abuse happened. Well, it wouldn't be domestic abuse if they weren't man and wife, right? Um, I thought... Or they weren't even living together, they were just dating. Yeah, but I thought... apparently not dating that much. Yeah, but I thought that was still domestic abuse. No, no. Because it happened, you know. Well, why didn't she leave the room when he asked her to? I have no idea whether she was drunk or what the situation was, or it was the middle of the night and she was refusing to leave. But he's a big guy, and you can't put your hands on a woman, no matter what size you are. And I mean, the the but the size that he what is. What if the woman was coming after him with a stick? 
I mean, you can you take your shot. You let her poke you in the eye. I mean, you can defend yourself, I believe, but this didn't. I I saw nothing in this story about self-defense. Oh, so you've already heard Warren Sapp's side of the story? No, I haven't. So why make your why make your decision up already? Because it's the, you know it's I'm this is the decision that I'm standing by right now. From but what I have so far. But how can you make a decision when you don't have all the information? I'm one of those people that always thinks guilty until proven innocent, the opposite way. And I just, you know, it. So for the you, story concerns me so much, you know, that it it makes me worry about Warren Sapp. Makes me think about him in a different light already. Whether whether it's true or not, I'm our the fact that he's in this situation that he got in this situation already has me thinking of him in a different light. So you can't even look back fondly on your Super Bowl Buccaneers anymore. Well, um, well, that guy was a mainstay of the defense. Oh, yeah. He had everything up the middle. He was definitely the center of the defensive line. Dan, it absolutely taints it for me. No. That's a shame. I mean, LT, I don't get it. LT's done a lot of shit in his life. I just look back on him with glowing love. LT was checking him out the fucking windows one after another. Yeah, it was Jim like, Brown chucked a woman out the fucking window one time. Window. Two stories. Yeah. And uh, I walked in one day and Jim Brown was out there doing an interview. And one of those things, I was fucking thrilled like a little kid. <laughs> I never correlate what someone does away from their profession if you, that's what you like. Well, number one, that's up to you whether you do or not. But two, you haven't heard anything more than Sapp was arrested because a woman made an allegation against him. I mean, look at Kobe Bryant. Yep. I was fucking sure Kobe Bryant was fucking, did that. And after that, I'm like, what? David Cohn had a woman said she was raped. She turned out to be a, a basket case. I'm still not positive that Mike Tyson raped that woman in, in the early 90s. I am. I'm not. And we don't know anything that was going on there. But yeah, I, I mean, I understand not all the details are out, and I just... but Let I, me ask you this. That day that I blindfolded you and had Warren Sapp come in, and we played uh, What's My Line with him, mm -hmm. looking back on it, is that now the worst day of your life? Because you and a, and a woman abuser played a fucking game together? Commiserate. Do you feel bad about it now? It makes me feel bad that, if, that I was so hero-worshipping. You cried. Yeah, I was very. I was so excited to see him. I, I, that was a dream come true that day. Here's Nick in Canada. You're on a Fez. Hey guys, uh, Fez, man, that's kind of an asshole move. Like this guy's your hero, and you are hero worshiping him, but you won't even stick up for him. Like, well, what kind of hero is that to you if you can't even stick up for your own guy? Like, nobody knows the situation in full yet. And and if he comes out and says, "Yes, I did this," and "Yes, I did that," then okay, you can say, "You know what? Forget it. I, I was wrong to, to to hero worship him that way." But you can't just think to yourself, "Oh, because it was alleged." Like a lot of things happened allegedly. But Nick, but here's the thing. I think, and this is the main reason why Fez believes. Number one, Warren Sapp is a football player, and we have a prejudice against them. Mm -hmm. And number two, Warren Sapp is black. And, oh, Fez. Yeah. And black Fez, History Month? If anything, this is um, prejudiced. And, and this is why we don't leave it up to a mob, mob mentality. Because Fez's people down south would string up black men 
as soon as a woman said, uh, I was raped when I asked them to come in and bust up my chippero. And everybody would be like, he did it! Go get Darky! And Fez and his people would be like, make sure he swings for what he did. Right. But I am um, not racist. This is a racist move that you're making. You're judging this man on an allegation based on two things. His skin color and what he does for a living. And both of them are prejudiced. Now, it sounds like he was all fucked up. The chick was all fucked up. He said, get out of my room. She wouldn't get out. He put her outside like the Flintstones, a fucking cat. <laughs> Big deal. It sounds like he was fucking partying with a broad that he shouldn't have been partying with. But it doesn't sound like he's a danger to people, to me, so far. But I'm going to leave it open. I'm going to see what the courts have to say. But there's plenty of this that makes me think, have I or people I know been caught up in situations like this? Yeah. I don't think you're going to get too fucked up and not. Um, here is uh, Matthew wants to help us out. Here's an attorney in Florida. How are you, Matthew? Hey, how are you doing? Love the show. I'm a criminal defense attorney down in Florida. Just to clear up what you were asking about the domestic violence. Yeah. Uh, to be DV, it either is a man and wife, uh, cohabitants, or they have a child in common. Um, and also, interestingly enough, in Florida, if you're arrested on a DV case, you can't just post bond. You have to see a judge. So if this had been a thing where he could just quickly post a bond, not have to go through the court system, etc., he would have been out in, you know, 20 minutes, and it probably wouldn't have hit the news, and it wouldn't have been the, you know, pulled off the NFL network necessarily, but, you know, obviously the it hit the media circus, and, uh, you know, and, and in response to what Fez is saying, you know, believes guilty until proven innocent and stuff, which is you know, it's just awful as a as an attorney and as an American to hear that. But, you know, out of my cases, I'd say about 90% of these end up being either the state not filing charges or the victims not showing up to court and the people walk. And I almost guarantee Warren Stapp will walk in this case. Uh, once he is found innocent, Fez, or at least the charges are dropped, uh, does he become your hero again? Yeah, I'll go back to yeah, I'll go back to saying yeah. Thank I I appreciate and like Warren Sapp. He doesn't want you back then. Fairweather fan. I uh, I I think you. I mean, uh, if it's a hero, I always you, I support them even if they killed someone. You know, a hero means like if OJ was your hero, you wouldn't care that he killed his. Wife I wouldn't until, have if he if he had killed. He was a giant. If he, yeah. if if Juice was running for you know instead of Joe Morris, yeah. See, people uh, forget how big OJ was at one time. He was as big as big could be, and especially then when he started making the Naked Gun movies and everything, he was fucking everywhere. Well, those Naked Gun movies and the commercials and all only came about because he was so well liked and so well respected for what he did uh, on the field. I mean, he was fucking phenomenal halfback. But over the course of time, he destroyed his reputation. I mean, that trial had to go on a while. Where in this case, Warren Sapp, who, if all we know, said to this woman, I want you out of this room. I'm laying down to get some sleep. And maybe he helped her through the door. But no one ever said he busted her up or she went to the, you know, he might have right. put his hands on her. And persuade her out, but we don't know how she was fucking acting either. 
And then she called the cops because she got she was all in a, in a tivy. I want to see a picture of this woman too. <laughs> I want to be able to judge her, <laughs> judge the victims. Uh, it does sound like it's a thing of a big black guy did something and mm -hmm. racism. You know. Yeah, racism uh, brings its ugly head. I am not racist, but I mean, I'm just Seems going like by what I've you're heard prejudiced. so far. You're prejudiced. I think you're thinking because he was involved in a violent sport that he's a violent person. If this was like Andre Agassi, would you still assume Absolutely he was not? He's, guilty? he's white and a tennis player. That's my point. Now, here's the interesting thing, Fez. Let's suppose you got caught up in something mm -hmm. or someone made an, made an accusation. Wouldn't you want people to say, that's not the Fez Watley I know. The Fez Watley I know is a gentleman, and I'm going to have to see real proof before I believe anything bad about him? Yeah, I would absolutely want that. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't you want that for Warren Sapp? Because, I mean, here's the thing. I would want that. I wouldn't expect it, though. If somebody, if I got caught up in something, I would think that most people would think, yeah, he's a nut. He's been to a mental institution. I'm not You're shocked right. at this. You're fucking right about that. I, I would, would believe anything I heard about you. I would hope I, people would stick up for me, but I wouldn't expect it. You don't think you have a right to that, though? You have a right that everybody treats you as if you were innocent until you were proved guilty? And when you're proved guilty, it's got to be without a fucking shadow of doubt. Not we have some real doubts about him. Um, and, you know, the, the shit that happens and people go, athletes are in so much trouble. I can't believe it's not more. I can't believe that between uh, athletes and rock stars and actors, this shit isn't happening almost constantly. <laughs> Because you, if you read enough bios, everybody's been caught up in something. Right. You know? There's so many leeches out there. Um, here is Joel. Joel in Brooklyn. You're in my Fez. Hey, buddies. How you doing? Yeah. I just wanted to say that, um, you know, Fez is kind of just a girl. He always gets on board without judging anything. And these athletes have everyone coming after him. All these girls are always coming after him. And they're just trying to make a buck. And... You know, it might be true, but how is Fez just going to totally hop ship on one of his idols before he even hears anything? I, I guess it was never, um, I, I guess he never was one of Fez's idols, now come to think about it. Oh, I was always a huge fan of his. I don't think so. Always. I don't think you're much of a football fan. Uh, Steve, Phil, you're on Fez. Yeah, Ronnie, this guy, uh, Warren Sapp, he's a big dude. If you... We're sitting in his room on a couch, and he told you to get stepping. You'd be rolling. You wouldn't be saying, there, nah, I'm not going, and all this other horse shit. Because you're not fucking crazy, pussy. <laughs> I've seen fucking women throw themselves under fucking cars. <laughs> a fucked up woman sometimes is impossible to deal with. Now, she'll get to tell her story in court, and Sap gets to tell his story in court. But you don't fucking need me with torches. The police, it's a fucking police matter. Then it gets moved over till it's a judicial matter. And I'll let those fucking f folks uh, work it out before I, I'm going to fucking leap. If anything, my only prejudice would be I've seen the way some fucking broads act. You know? I've seen fucking crazy women mm -hmm. in my life. I've seen fucking women who hand you a fucking knife and fucking rip your shirt up and go, I had to do it. <laughs> 
kill me. Like, just fucking sit down. Just calm the fuck down. Especially with how much money these um, athletes make. They, uh, and everybody's whacked out. Yeah, and um, I believe it was uh, Jordan, before he was married, would tape, secretly tape any you know chick that he had sex with so that she couldn't claim uh, he raped her. This is a fucking urban myth because the way I heard it was the captain. It was fucking Jeter. So, and I also heard it was Gretzky. All right, so, yes. <laughs> Maybe they have some kind of secret sports superstar pack. start a production company together. You, you know, you got to fucking look into this. Uh, that most of these guys would would be probably more dangerous from them <laughs> tape fuck sessions. Yeah, Anthony Armanifes. Yeah, hey, buddy. Hey, Fez, you're my hero until I saw that you're on Drudge Report being homeless and gave up on life, and it just ruined my image of you, and I couldn't be a fan anymore. Until I figured out it was just a misunderstanding, and then you're my hero again. Isn't that kind of jumping to conclusions? I guess so. I mean, it's, if you knew me, then you knew I wasn't homeless to begin with. Well, you don't know him. You don't know any of these situations. I mean, do you know where Warren Sapp lives? you know if he's ever been married before? you know if he has kids? You don't fucking know. You know he tackled people, and you know now he goes on TV and jokes around about it. But you don't know any of these people. Uh, John and PA. Uh, hey, um, Fez, I was just wondering if, um, you found out Harvey Milk had beat up a woman, would you no longer want him to be your hero? I would, I would be disappointed in Harvey Milk and, uh, and his legacy. Did, if you watched that thing at all, he was caught up with crazy pussy and a fucking, uh, gay guy killed himself in his house. Hung himself in his house. What kind of legacy is that? Yeah, but it didn't show that Harvey Milk was physically abusive. It all comes back to physically abusive for you. Yeah, I think that's a, it's a horrible thing to do, especially when if, when you're that much bigger than somebody. If this case in, in Warren Cap's uh, Warren, Cap. Sa Warren Sapp's case, Andy Cap <laughs> fucking punched his wife before. Um, what are you gonna fucking do, Matt? What do you got for us, buddy? Yeah, hey Dave, I'll let you know that uh find out if you know that um as soon as the concert was over, halftime show was over, uh the Who's uh medley was available for download in rock band, two bucks. Did you get it? I didn't because I have the Wii and I'm not sure if they have the same downloadable uh things that the other systems have. And all have. those songs have been available for fucking years. Yeah, I would rather hear the original versions anyway. Mm. <sighs> I'll tell you right now, uh, I was always worried about when we had that intern, New Lily. I was always thinking she was going to accuse one of the yeah. fucking guys. Because she just had that crazy thing about her. And now a little redheaded girl, I try not to be alone with her. Because, <laughs> you know, I can see she's just as bad as the days long. I'm trying to find a picture of the uh, woman involved in this altercation with Sap. I haven't been able to, but the headline that USA Today gives him is... Dancing with the Stars finalist, Warren Sapp, arrested. So that's what he's known for now. Well, that's what he's known for as to women <laughs> that are going to believe this story. That's, that's hysterical. That's where they would have seen him from. I believe Warren Sapp. Well, first of all, Warren Sapp hasn't said a fucking word yet. So there's nothing to believe. And there's no reason for us to rush to judgment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody's in any trouble here. And if you heard the fucking lawyer, 
the domestic fucking violence thing is already wrong. They've already got the front page fucking wrong of this story because apparently this was just his fucking girlfriend. And then the other thing I heard is that he was mad at her for fucking calling other guys. And he said, get the fuck out. The fucking sap gravy training is over for you. Right. Go ahead and call Derek Brooks back. You've been fucking him anyway. <laughs> if this was Brad Johnson, there would be no problem. Fuck no. Because he's quite the white man. White. Yeah. I hate the fact that there's racism. Uh, one person I know isn't racist is David Hinckley. Uh, I, is he the Daily News, David Hinckley? Yeah, yeah Daily News. Yeah, I think so. Let's yeah. just say yeah. Uh, who did a very in-depth piece on our own Earl Douglas today and gave raves to the book is uh, in the in the Daily News today uh, five-page interview an in-depth look at Earl Douglas and what he's doing for Black Rock uh, Coalition. So go pick up Earl's book. It's at blurb.com and it's Black History Volume One. So you go to the uh, online market there at blurb.com, and that's where you can pick it up. All right, we're going to take a break here. We'll come back. We'll hear the best and worst of all the commercials for you uh, yesterday, and then a lot more. But I do want to say congratulations to uh, Drew Brees and the Saints, as picked by myself and the Sayer, Eastside Dave McDonald, wearing a Saints cap today because mm -hmm. he bleeds red. That's right. I've seen him cut before, and he bleeds red. So we'll take a break. We're right back. We're on a fast show. You make, you buy, you die. That's the motto of America. You get born to buy it. And if there's anything going to be in the future, it's going to be from all parts of everything, not just one white way down the middle of the road. I need some hostility here, you know. Yeah, I need some feeling of some sort. Hey, we're all alive at the same time at once, you know. Yeah, buddy, since we're on a Fez show, we now, after all these years, have a telephone number that you can dial us up on. It's uh, 1,866... Ron Zero Fez. That's an enormous number. Yeah, but it's read 1866. Yeah. 1,866 Ron Zero Fez. Uh, what I would do is lock this thing in the speed dial. And that way you don't have to wait for us. Uh, Fez, the biggest film of all time, has already been surpassed. Avatar, the the once mighty Avatar, has fallen, and um, I think it's The Notebook 2 is the name of the movie, Dear John. But Dear John is now race past uh, Batman, Pirates of the Caribbean, Titanic, and Avatar to become the biggest film of all time. And Avatar, I think, was up there for almost two months. Yeah, Avatar, it's uh, it's like everyone wanted to make sure Avatar beat Titanic, and then there was the drop-off. Well, there wasn't any more drop-off percentage than ever before. It's the same percentage as what they were doing. 
Uh, but finally, a movie. I think it's kind of surprising that this film made $32 million. Uh, this is Dear John. I guess it's big with the little girls. Yeah. The kind of Twilight crew. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's Twilight without vampires or werewolves. Where The, the vampires and werewolves are uh, Marines. That's mm-hmm. the big difference. Yeah. Uh, so finally, Avatar uh, falls off, Fezzi. And uh, they are saying now Avatar has an underdog chance of winning the Oscar. See, I don't understand where Avatar comes off as the underdog. It had the biggest budget in the history of filmmaking. It had a director who came off of the last highest ranking film of all time, highest grossing film of all time, an Academy Award winning director. Yeah, you have to remember what the what what we're selling here. It's not saying it's an underdog at the box office. But it's certainly this type of movie is an underdog for the Oscars. You don't see Transformers and shit like that at the Oscars. And I think they do have a chance to win the Oscar. Uh, You don't normally see an Oscar winner in 3D with blue people and a made-up fucking language. Uh, You could almost argue that this will be the first cartoon. Ever to fucking win an Oscar, if it does win out. Now, Linda Hamilton, I don't know whether you remember her, Fez. She was in the Transformers movies. Oh, uh, the Terminator movies. Yeah, that's the that's the one. She was in the Terminator movies. And she used to be married to James Cameron. And she just did an interview in England the other day called Bad Stuff About James Cameron. And basically uh, coming out with what a dick he is, uh, bad husband, bad father, uh all-around e- egomaniac. Uh, but number one, you're wondering, well, why would she give this interview the first time in 12 years the guy's got a fucking movie out up for an Oscar? Could you not just hold it until it's over? And one of the statements that he made was this. Hey, anybody can be a husband and a father. There's only five guys in the world, tops, that can do what I do. And I'm going to go for it. And she can't stand that. But let's go back to that statement. I don't think any woman would. You know what I mean? I don't think women are happy with that statement. Uh, But it's true. It absolutely is true that there may be five guys in the world that can do what James Cameron does visually with a movie and he's at the top of that and I don't it's a very strange thing that we have in this country uh, that you have to be a good husband and a good father to be successful when our history is filled with with great men who weren't good husbands or good fathers but I don't think a good father would get in a fucking uh, trash can and fly to the moon the way Neil Armstrong did. I'm sure he missed a lot of Little League games. I'm sure he missed a lot of fucking plays. But he got his ass to the fucking moon. I don't know why we can't make up some exceptions for that. I don't know why you have to be this all-around terrific guy to be thought of as okay. It used to be like, oh, is your dad coming? No, my dad's on the ships. Probably see him six, seven months. And that was acceptable behavior. 
But now the father is expected to be walking into Kumon. And when you're a father, you have to uh, go to the PTA meetings and sit at the smallest fucking desk in human history. I don't know how we got to this point. I don't know why, well, if you're a regular guy, you have to be there at the birth and really help your wife push through. I'm not good at that. I'm a welder. You can't make those statements anymore. You have to be the perfect husband, father, to be thought around as a, as a good guy. Now, and be honest about this. Do you think it's more helpful to a kid to have the kind of dad who's always there and is always supportive and just like, oh, oh, geez, Billy, I know that you didn't get a hit in that last game, but I bet you'll get one in the next game. Let's go get ice cream anyway. Or have that guy make fucking Avatar. I think you'd be better off with the kind of dad who left the fucking house and when he came back had millions of dollars. And we give you something to shoot for. I think it's the dad that's going to be there. The non-Avatar dad. That's easy enough to do, though. Those guys are all over the fucking place. How many guys are making giant fucking movies? And what is wrong with looking at your dad and as and then the boy thinking, um, you know what? That's what men do. Men go off and do stuff. One day I'll go off and do stuff. You know, that gives you something to shoot for. Um, here is uh, Mark in South Carolina. You're on my face. Hey, buddies. It's Mark in South Carolina. Hey. Hey, Love you, man. Thank hey, you. Uh, firefighter for 21 years. I was on duty for those uh, 24 hours off, 48. The days I was off, I was training, uh, worked at the academy. Uh, divorced. Wife said I was unfit as a father because I was working so long. Comes to find out that the women are basically trained that the men are supposed to be able to do it all. They're supposed to be able to provide, but also to be the ultimate father that they see on TV or read about in their Harlequin romances. Yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing, Mark. There used to be a time, and I'm not the most conservative fucking person in the world, and I think everybody should get as many choices they could they can possibly make but there was there used to be a thing of the only reason and you know this because they don't allow gay marriage the only reason to get married is for the kids right and it would be these two partners who were doing different things in order to have a home and a family but now we are expected to both do the same things we're both expected to work outside the home. We're ex both expected to do daycare. And we're both expected to prepare the meals and clean the fucking house. We got fucked over here. We used to have two different people doing separate things and being able to pull together and raise a family. Now, absolutely, if the guy is, let's say a captain in the Marine Corps, he's still expected to change the fucking baby's ass. It's kind of crazy when you think about it. But don't, do you think that the advent of women's lib, though, has kind of, I would say, blur um, the roles that man and, and wife are supposed to have? 
Ever um, since like the late 60s, you know, once women go out into the work field, now the man's supposed to almost become feminine. Well, I think it also comes back to this other thing even besides that. And and Fez tips on this every once in a while where that if everything is not perfect, it's broken. That if you aren't the perfect human being and and the most sensitive person to other people, that somehow it's not like your kid had a rough time. You destroyed your kid's life. And I think it has more to do with maybe this psychology of I look back on my, on my childhood and it wasn't perfect, so I blame my dad for it. And I'm not going to be the type of guy he was. I'm going to go to the fucking kids' games. I'm going to go to the plays. I'm going to learn how to sew and make bean dip. But you can't get everything in life. Nothing like, wrong with bean dip. That bean dip. Like, I know that my dad was working, um, you know, and he wouldn't get to see all my Lily games. It, it Actually, it never bothered me. First of all... The Little League thing is fucking hysteric because why is it over then? You, you don't expect your dad to show up at all your high school games. Right. Yeah, he's got stuff to do. Why? Now, this is the other thing that fucking killed me. And I, I did. I played all the fucking sports. But before I did that, I played all the fucking sports out in the field, like Sandlot stuff with my friends. I would have felt like a retard if my dad would have came to watch me fucking play in those games. And I took those games every bit as seriously as I did Little League. So I thought it was the oddest thing in the world when my dad would fucking show up and watch uh, some of the games. Yeah, same here. In fact, I I know for a fact that my batting average was probably 100 points lower when my mm. dad was there because I wasn't used to it. Um, yeah, it'll fuck you up a little bit. Uh, here is uh, Candace in Texas. You're on Run of Fez. Hey, guys. Yeah. I, I just wanted to bring up the point that how it's one woman and one man doing it all now for their own family. It's no longer a group of women taking care of the kids or a group of men going out and hunting or farming. Right. Uh, because, well, you know, we've made travel so easy that we can all live pretty fucking far away from each other. And when Dave had his kids, actually they went back to be closer to his mother but I remember, you know, aunts and, you know, grandparents being around all the time um, that kind of help raise each other's kids. Uh, some of that is, is true and some of it is not. But let's just go back to the central fucking thing here that she said, and we're all supposed to believe is terribly fucking horrible. Anybody could be a father or a husband. There are only five people in the world who can do what I do, and I'm going for that. And I'm here to tell you, and I will say this without being the biggest Cameron fan in the world. I think I've seen if most of his work. Um, I doubt very much I've seen all of it. But what he said is absolutely true, 100% true, and it would be crazy for him not to go for it. It would be crazy for the family not to su support that. I think what the crazy thing was is that he went and got married to Linda Hamilton in the first place knowing he wasn't going to be uh, the husband well, that he, she wanted or that was expected. He was going to be this kind of husband. Why isn't this kind of husband expected? Why is, it, why is this kind of husband a husband that could bring home 
$100 million. How is that not seen as a fucking asset? And it only is in this bullshit fucking new system that we have down. That you won't be able to say, yeah, I'm going to go out and work on the fucking boats. I'll be back with money. And that will now be seen as a negative because you weren't there for fucking prom pictures. It's kind of fucking nutty to me. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Well, there's an emotional aspect to it besides just a financial one. Well, give it to me. What's this emotional aspect? With the 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 wife needing an emotional partner, the kids needing someone, you know, to help them through their emotional needs. You don't need help through your emotional needs all the time. I, I think one of the big problems with emotional needs is that we're fucking babying them. I, I don't understand how we got to this point where you think the kids should feel okay all the time. And when they think they have to feel okay all the time, and there's something horrible about that when they don't, that's how they become fucking unhappy adults. Just weak and thinking, what is wrong with me? I don't feel happy this second. Um, yeah, sometimes you feel fucked up. Sometimes you fucking miss people. I don't understand why that is seen... As fucking freakish. Tom, you're on my Hey, what's up, boys? What can we do for you? Uh, yeah. Uh, Ronnie, I'm all with you, bro. I mean, you know, I got to bring home the bacon. That's what it's all about. Maybe I miss a game. Maybe whatever. It's Little League. Who gives a rat's ass? You got to, you know, you got to bring home the cash. Now, the kid is going to turn around, and uh, if you're not bringing home the cash, uh, and then he's starving. Uh, here is uh, Chris. There's a lot to be said for that. I don't know if you need two fucking people putting bandages on the fucking fat knees. Now, uh, Hicks didn't get to spend a lot of time with his dad, but he had to understand something. His dad needed to cop. And really, he was there, but I couldn't really talk to him. He had the nods. <laughs> yeah. Your dad was mm. around him more than most. He would have been better off with an old man who was on the fucking ships than a fucking father who sat around and watched fucking TV. What great. Um, I remember always having the feeling like when my dad got home, we felt the need to scramble. <laughs> you know? We got to start moving. Oh, he's home. And I'm not... I, I, I don't say that like it's a bad thing or if it's necessarily a fucking good thing. But he had a physical fucking thing in our lives. It was different than our mom. It was 100% fucking different than our mom. I didn't expect for him to get home, and then I would have two moms. I, I, it would have been insane to me. Uh, Krista, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hi. Uh, yeah. Um... I just wanted to say that if my my thing is if you're going to get married and have a family whether you're a mother or a father you have to be there at least some of the time otherwise why did you want to have kids you know first of all I don't think any man has ever wanted to have kids in fucking history I honestly don't fucking know if it's that much of a driving force for men as you think it is for us. But the the reality is this. You're saying at least you have to be there some of the time. Some, yes. But you're expected to be at everything. 
And you're also now expected that that greatness uh, should be sacrificed. And let, let's just talk about James Cameron in particular. He has the ability to achieve greatness in his fucking field. I don't understand why kids wouldn't be fucking proud of that. I don't understand why kids, his own kids, would not use that as a role model. Your old man can't be here. He's doing something fucking great. He happens to have the number one and number two picture of all time. Sorry, he missed fucking the science competition. But that, Come on. That hurts a kid when you think, all right, your Avatar movie's more important than me. It hurts a kid when they think they're the center of the fucking universe. Why? Why should you be the center of the fucking universe. And I think most of the people who sit around and whine and and say, what's wrong with me? and Why can't I have what I want? It's because they don't realize other people are involved that have wants and needs uh, too. And when you stop focusing on all that fucking shit on yourself, you'll become a member of society. Bill, Florida, you're on my face. Ron, did you think that, that the problem could be is that these people have have never had to struggle? That that the value of money, as we see it, means absolutely nothing to them. That you know, a hundred million dollars is, you know, it's always been there, so it's not a big deal. And, and so she thinks, well, you got to take care of the kids now. Well, like if your dad had gone out and made a hundred million dollars, he'd be the hero of the neighborhood, you know. I honestly think that if my old man made Avatar, I'd be pretty fucking proud of him. I think I'd be talking about it in school. You see that stupid lunchbox? Yeah, that's for my fucking dad. Um, here's Mike. Mike, you're on the first. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah, it's kind of funny you mentioned a couple times about guys being on the boats. Now, my old man was at sea till I was probably about 15. And, you know, we, we never shed a tear when he was uh, going away. But it's when he came home, it was like, oh, it's like a totally different fucking life, man. Everything went upside down and... And, you know, suddenly there was an extra fucking uh, head in the house, and yeah, it was just chaos. So we were always kind of happy to, you know, send them off, you know. And then you can start boogieing a little bit. Then you can step out every once in a while. Um, here's uh, Matt. Matt, you're on a fuzz. Hey, Ronnie, I got to tell you, man, you are 100% right. Every great American success story begins with a father who was either never around or beat his kids with a whiskey bottle. Um. There's a lot to be said for that. That's true. But I don't think that we have, like, a major accomplishment uh, because the dad was at all the fucking games. I don't think you could look at a Rockefeller. Uh, I don't think that you could look at any of our presidents and say that father put the full focus on the children. And here's an interesting thing. Don't you also owe something back to society? Don't you also own... The universe that you were bought in, some of your time, some of your energy. I don't understand why a kid needs multiple moms. Um, here's uh, Randy. Randy, you're on the Run of Fest show. Morning, boys. Yeah. Uh, when my dad was three, he had two younger brothers, and his uh, his dad left him and the boys to be raised by my grandmother while he went and fought in World War Two. Which yeah. you know, you know, it was the greater good, you know. And again, we have given up this thing of the greater good. And it all becomes about the self. And it really does come from 
a lot of this thing of that people are so unhappy about the fact that they weren't constantly happy. That that our psychology has got us into this, you should always feel fucking good thing. And then when you don't feel good, you should feel so fucking bad for yourself. And I honestly think it's why people don't do fucking work. That even when you sit and explain to people, here's how something works. And they'll say to you, yes, I'm going to get on this. And then you go, did you take care of it? They'll come back and immediately tell you about their problems. Instead of just getting their fucking work done. Um, here's uh, Adam. Adam in Minnesota. You're on a fence. He had a comment on James Cameron. Um, I think for his, to comment on himself as being, you know, one of only maybe five guys in the world that can do what he does. Yeah, that's true. But you got to look at what he's doing. He's making movies. He's not curing cancer over here. He's not, you know, ending uh, world hunger. So, you know, it's really a self-righteous. Well, well, well hold on. Let, let's see, even go on it. We don't know uh, how much he does uh, with the money that he makes, but we know he makes a ton of money. Now, not only is he just making his movie, but he's also added to the technology of film itself, all right? So, no one person is going to be responsible normally for the change in the, in the entire universe. But m men and women working for great things are responsible for changing everything on the planet. And if you get enough of people doing great fucking things and having real pride, that does, in fact, change the universe. It absolutely does. I mean, you... Have, and guess what, too? Sometimes people who work purely on selfish fucking reasons make things better for everybody else. If you take a Bill Gates, suppose all Bill Gates thought about was money. Suppose he wasn't, you know, out, or at least at a certain point of his life, I just want to be number one. And then all this fucking jobs get created, you know, and from one guy's idea, there could be thousands and thousands and thousands of jobs. Lives changed all over the fucking place. And then those people might have more free time to spend with their kids. It actually becomes good for everybody. But a little kid, like let's say Bill Gates had a kid or James Cameron's kid, that's a little kid, that's a lot for them to try to understand. All right, let's suppose this. If And, and, and guess what? You don't always understand this stuff when you're a little kid. It's your job to understand as you become older. If it's your job to say this is what fucking men need to do sometimes. You know, if your dad happened to be Patton, you could understand it eventually. Whatever your fucking old man needs to do, you need to fucking stop it. Stop being such a fucking victim about whatever happened. Um, here is Terry. Terry Armanifes. Hey, Ron. Hey, Anson Farthingay. Uh, Ronnie, one of the perfect examples is uh, three or four of those Super Bowl commercials yesterday. I mean, you're talking football here. And the men are treated in these commercials like they're just t constantly walking around on eggshells for their wives. You know, it's it's pitiful. Uh, I brought this up before. These fucking TV shows, these sitcoms, where the man is um, infantized by his fucking wife and his children have no fucking respect for him. And then we're all supposed to sit there and laugh at that.
I, I'd go Warren Sapp on that whole fucking family. He should have... That fucking Everybody Loves Raymond should have chucked that fucking woman out of a fucking two-story woman like Jim, Jim Brown did. And fucking stood up for himself a little bit. But he drags his ass around like for some reason he's lucky enough to fucking be there. Um... Kevin, you're on the Ron Fez show. Yeah, hey, Ron. Yeah. I was wondering, uh, you know, it seems like they always embrace the woman who goes out there and works and what a, you know, how she's beating the odds and what a wonderful person he is. But I guarantee that the children of any of these powerful women executives don't get the same uh, tr motherly treatment as, uh, you know, the, the stay-at-home mother. Right. But it's just, it's just the way it is, you know? Yeah. And again, I'm not the most fucking conservative person you'll ever fucking run into. Uh, but my dad used to work and my mom was able to fucking stay home with us. Now, if my mom worked, maybe we would have more stuff. But those two people made a fucking decision. You know, here's how we're going to raise our fucking family. My dad wasn't always there. We had a kid in the neighborhood. His dad, I think, went over to Saudi Arabia to do, like, contracting work mm -hmm. for, like, six months. God, I felt so bad for that kid. Why? Well, he was upset that his dad had left for so long. And I just, I couldn't imagine being without my dad for that long. For just not seeing him for that long. That was doing stuff, too. Sometimes you have to do stuff. Sometimes you don't get every fucking thing you want. It was great when my dad went to rehab. I mean, we hadn't had to deal with him for fucking like a week and a half. It was awesome. tell you something. A lot of times what you were told was rehab or vacation. He was upstate. Oh, yeah, that happened too. I forgot about that, yeah. yeah. And I don't understand it. That you don't have a state in America that the prison is an upstate. I don't know why <laughs> that is. But no one ever has to go downstate to go to prison. You're always going upstate. Every fucking jail is upstate. Uh, all right. Uh, big Super Bowl over the weekend. Uh, Peyton Manning let his dad down. They didn't show. You did this thing about how many times Archie was on, going to be on TV. I think they showed him once, Fez. Yeah. I think, uh, the prop bet that I looked at was, I think it was, the over under was two on that. And didn't even make the two. Just one shot. Archie ain't a grandstander. He is not a fucking grandstander. Now, jingle competition going on for PennyStockChaser.com. Send your jingle to jingle at SiriusXM.com. There's $1,000 on the line. $1,000 prize. You get your jingle in to jingle at SiriusXM.com. That's from PennyStockChaser.com, the only place online to get the hot stock alerts and updated notices. Uh, Terry Hoboken, you're on Fez. The great irony to all these fucking uh, men, so-called men being selfish or, or selfless, is that they're selfish. You know, it's, these guys are living the cats in the cradle syndrome. Where they don't want to be old one day, thinking, that, "Oh my God, my kid's gonna hate me." Right. So you know they fucking you know it's really an act of their own self-preservation. Ironically, I think the worst thing that happens with you know the father-son dynamic, especially today, I don't know any fucking kid born in the last fifteen years that hates their father today. I'm sure there's some, 
But when I was growing up, I hated my dad, and every fucking person I knew hated their father. And I think it was an important step in growing up, you know. It really, you know, it really was always part of the I can't wait to get out of here. Like those Springsteen songs, I want to get the fuck out of here. You don't understand what a leap that gives you to the rest of your life. When you're running away from something, you're already running to something. You don't want your son to stay in the house to age 30 because he's so comfortable there. You want him uh, to go out into the world a little bit. Get knocked on his ass, fail a little bit. That's all part of the entire process. It's uh, fun. It's fun to get out there and fail a little bit. Um, Lindsay Lohan was talking about how she is a hoarder. She needs help. Why didn't she end dirt to it? She needs help. And it turns out what Lindsay Lohan is hoarding is very nice clothes and shoes. So this term hoarder that is getting overused now, she's not a hoarder. She's a rich girl who likes to go shopping. She's someone who buy, who can buy shoes. She likes clothes. She likes to be seen and photographed in different outfits. That's not a hoarder. Maybe she's a clothes hound or a shopaholic, but she's not a hoarder even in the least. All she does is she likes pretty dresses. What girl her age doesn't? A hoarder, that's someone who's, you know, got a collection of toenails that he doesn't want to get rid of because he would feel really bad if those toenails ended up missing. There's some weird connection that he doesn't want to part with them. That's someone who's hoarding. So you're the nut, not her? Is that what you're trying to say here? Yes. Yes. She's trying she's trying to get in on some sort of nut gimmick. That's her latest thing now. Since everything else fails around her, mm. I think she's trying to get on the hoarder's reality show. But you like to be seen as a hoarder? No. You like I, to be thought of that way? No, I think it's pretty gross to collect toenails. But I mean, here's the thing. If you're gonna use the term, use it correctly. I hoard toenail clippings. Well, we just found out about that uh, recently. Uh, Nate, Nate, you're on Ronnie Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, I got a question for Fez uh, about your little buddy uh, in the neighborhood whose dad went over to Saudi Arabia. Getting back to that, uh, is your little friend in therapy three times a week? Because I, I don't know, I have a pretty good feeling that he's not, and he's a little more well-adjusted than somebody who had everything that he wanted. I'm not sure. I didn't keep in touch with this kid. I have no idea where he's at now. Because uh, it's like my friend Mick said, uh, a really good friend of mine, uh, you can't always get what you want, but if, uh, if you try sometime, uh, you get what you need. Alex in uh, Minneapolis, Sherman Fez. Hey, Fezzy. Yes. Best Fezzatorial ever. That was not a Fezzatorial. That was a comment on the misuse of the term hoarder. Start really hoarding something. For you refuse to throw out, you know, old yogurt cups. You don't throw out your old yogurt cups? No, I mean, I throw mine out, but I mean, that's a hoarder. Oh, it's... so you're not a hoarder either? No, I'm a hoarder. I just hoard something different. 
I thought a hoarder would have to hoard everything. Oh, I, I don't think so. I think you can just... You might be a collector. Or if uh, anything, I think you probably have a fetish. Toenail fetish. Yeah. Be. Also, hoarders, um, really, it doesn't matter what they're collecting. It could be any, literally anything. It's they just, just think there's not enough. Yeah, it's inability to throw things out because they're fucking psycho. Like those people you see with junk cars in their fucking house. Fez is way too clean to be a hoarder. Yeah. But he does have a fetish. His own toenails. So I thought fetish had to be sexual. I think you're coming in that bag of toenails. Hard as a rock. That's disgusting. <laughs> I can't think about him hard. Matter of fact, I don't think he's ever got to rock hard. I think he gets as hard as a sponge. But I bet there's still always a little bend in it, no matter what happens. What else has been bothering you, Fezzi? You seem like you're on a... On, on your high horse today. You're taking on all the fat cats down in Washington. I saw where Charlie Sheen's uh, Mercedes was found over a cliff. Mm -hmm. Stolen and over a cliff. Charlie Sheen has the um, worst good life there is. Where he has incredible bad luck. Bad things happen to him. He ends up in bad situations. But at the same crazy time, has an incredibly good life. White trash. White trash with money. So, our, our biggest fucking complaint in the world. Yeah, he's the highest paid guy in prime time. He's got a hit TV show. But I don't think I would want to spend a day living as Charlie Sheen. I'd he just it. gets all fucked up and does crazy shit. Yeah, he likes prostitutes and guns and fucking, I'm guessing, drugs. But booze. there's probably every day he's got to meet with some lawyer or probation officer. More money, more problems. <laughs> No, I think it all comes back to him just getting fucked up a lot. And the, the I guess the problem... He's a hoarder, like Lindsay Lohan. I think he's the opposite of a hoarder. He loses wives and he loses his, his Mercedes. And how in the world does he get to a situation where the Mercedes is, is taken from a gated community and ends up over a cliff? So what do you think? Some kids stole it? I have no idea. I, I'm sure we're going to find out that Charlie took it out, took it out himself, parked along the side of the road, and threw it over the cliff so that the wife, the latest wife, couldn't get it. Uh, Raw Dog tonight, 7 p.m. I think it's the uh, Tracy Allman uh, is running on Sirius 104 and XM 150. Really, really uh, funny uh, chick. Uh, James in Maryland, you're on a Fez. Fez, how's it going, buddy? Good. I, I'm, I'm hoping that we can, uh, whatever conference. Oh, this is the asshole. It, as soon as I heard the voice. But I'm just curious because you seem to have a lot of pent Who's up on the phone today, Dave? When you were a kid. Do you think you're ever going to get past it? Because I know as a, as a listener to the show, uh, and I'm sure I'm not the only one that's asking you. Why, why don't we do this, James? Why don't you give Dave your fucking phone number, okay? And Fez will call you after the show, and you guys can talk this out. Because it seems like you're terribly interested, and I'm willing to give you a half hour of Fez's time where the two of you can finally get this out of the way. Well, Ronnie, I, the question I had is... is, is Would you Fez... just do that? You can You can talk to Fez... For a half an hour, both you can go back and forth, but you can do it on your own time, okay? 
I, I, I have no problem doing that. All right, so leave your number with uh, Dave. Fez, I'm booking you for a half an hour. You and this guy are going to discuss. He, he seems to be obsessed with you. He is. He He's is. Absolutely. not liking the way that you are changing. And our phone people can't screen. They can't. Let's get it done off the air. I would give you a half hour together on the air, mm -hmm. but it's the dullest conversation I can imagine. Now, did he leave his number? Yes, he did. All right, Fez, I want you to call him today. Call him from your phone. Make sure he has your home phone. And you two fucking girls sit and talk to each other and work everything out. Now, um, I was wondering about this with mm. Mr. Spock's planet, what? Planet Vulcan. All right, first of all, before you even go anywhere, it's not real. Okay, but okay. let's say it was. All right, so you're watching Star Trek. You're a big Star Trek fan. Yeah, I, w I watched the uh, the new Star Trek again over the weekend. It how'd, came in. How'd you like it? Better than Batman? Uh, Way no. better than Batman? No, no. I think I ended up going back to Dark Knight anyway. But I'm watching, and it's everything is based on logic. So can you not get a dessert on Vulcan? Because that would be illogical to eat something that wasn't good for you, that didn't benefit you? I didn't think their foods were anything like ours. Weren't their foods, like, completely different than what we think of as food? I'm not sure exactly what they ate on that planet. I guess I, it seems like they would just eat protein bars. Well, that wouldn't be good for you either, to just eat protein bars. You need more things in your system. I mean, yeah. for some reason, you got it in your head that sugar is bad for you, but some amount of sugar is very good for you. You know, but I I don't know. Um, it's a fascinating question, but I really don't know what the dietary plans are on uh, Vulcan. I don't follow it that much. And I don't think you would get. I think the only movies or TV you would get there would be documentaries or educational films. Why do you say that? Because it, it wouldn't be logical to sit there and watch something that doesn't exist. Well, Where, uh, why not? Uh, Christ taught through metaphor. It's a, it's a very good learning tool to learn through metaphor. Yeah, Stories but, uh, make it easier for us to learn than just being told straight-ahead facts. I would, I would think that the Vulcans would, it would be logical to just give the information out so that the person knew it without them having to decipher it. But deciphering is, makes you a better thinker. To sit and try to work things out in your mind, uh, helps you because, again, you're not going to just be completely seen by people who, um, are going to tell you the truth or give you facts. You're still going to have to be able to read people. It's very interesting. You even take it from that thing. There would, uh, Ricky Gervais did that, um, thing about lying, the first guy who lied or whatever that movie. Oh, the invention of lying. And did you say it? No. Uh, because they didn't lie on the planet, they didn't have acting at all. There's nobody. So acting was, in fact, lying. And there basically was no creativity. Without lying, that you needed a, you needed to, to not be one hundred percent truthful, to be you know creative, in the arts. Huh, I wonder how much the arts even played a part on Vulcan, or if it was considered a waste of time. 
Did you look into it? No, it was just something I was thinking about. Where'd you come? Where did your thinking take you? Um, just you know, all the things that you know probably would not be on Vulcan just due to logic, okay. like makeup. Would a woman need makeup? Well, you'd want to be attractive, right? Well, I mean, didn't I think Mr. Spock wore makeup? He looks like he wore eyeshadow. Well, eyeliner. Remember, he always had those kind of uh, eyes like he was in the cult. Yeah, well, his, his upper lids always look like kind of blue too. But it's like if you're, yeah, I mean, because I think they did the mating ritual or whatever it was every seven years. So if that was going to happen anyway, why bother wearing makeup? Um, you got no one to look tra attractive for at least for seven years, then until the next seven years. Joe, you're on my face. Hi. Uh, yeah, something you? else you wouldn't find on uh, Vulcan is uh, gay sex. That's fairly illogical. Yeah, that is illogical. So, yeah, you'd be right about that. There would be no need for gay sex. Unless that's where their pleasure took over every seven years. Well, then what would that, uh, wouldn't they, wouldn't dessert also fall in part of pleasure? I mean, most of the things that we're talking about in the arts is a chance to feel pleasure. Um, so, yeah, there are foods that you could just eat and vitamins that you could take. Mm-hmm. But that probably wouldn't even keep up. You know, we're looking at it from a human point of view. Also, Vulcans thought that entertainment was logical. Because I remember quite a many times uh, Spock was into Shakespeare. And he also, like, played some kind of instrument. Yes, he had a, he, he was he was a musician as well. Yeah. So they actually... He played a stringed instrument, much like a lute, but not exactly. <laughs> and they um, basically thought that entertainment was very necessary. And logical. So so th all these things would still exist uh, in Vulcan. And again, I tried to explain to Fez, just ha handing you facts doesn't exactly make you think properly. Like, you really do need to be caught up in a story to get things out of it. And, like, you're saying that as a as a problem. Your thinking would be better. And I think that's one of the things that confuses you about what the rest of us get pleasure from. Well, I mean, I guess it could be, but I just, it just didn't seem like the logical way to learn. You've, you've mentioned that to us quite a few times. And maybe if you use metaphor, you'd be able to roll around and help us out there. We got a break. We have a lot of spots to do today, Fez. You're going to be yeah. doing a lot of reading. Uh, when we get back, we will finally talk about the commercials. It's the Run of Fez show. All right. The games are about to begin. I heard Peyton Manning's pretty good. Yeah, Who's that guy with that mole on his face? Sean Payton is kind of short. I got the football pork and the football beans. Wow. 
Now, Reggie Bush, I hear he's dating someone famous. Nicole Richie or one of them. Can't remember her. When is Celebrity Apprentice gonna start up? I didn't get that Toyota commercial. Was that a pig driving that car? He's a double dipping guy who's a large double double blah blah double 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 double. This game is making me tired and I have to piss. Is it halftime yet? In the moon, I didn't have to go to work tomorrow. How much is a field goal worth anyway? What the hell is a quarterback? I ain't giving you nothing back. I'm broke. Fairly well, fairly well. Fairly well, Sabadabo say. I'm gonna Louisiana and the pocket double dodo. Polly wanna do all day. The virus. Sirius 197 XM202. Ron and Fez. I'm going to do a terrific show today, and I'm going to help people because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. Run a Fez show. Uh, we're going to talk about the ad meter commercial stuff, which commercials worked, which didn't. Uh, but first, I want to bring Eastside Dave MacDonald in here, and I see you're wearing your Saints hat as you did all season. Yes. Um, did you happen to watch the Phil Simms All Iron Man Super Bowl? Yes, special? I did. Yes, I did. When he got to linebacker and he picked the great Ray Lewis. Uh, at my party, we're like, it's very interesting to see Ray Lewis go over LT. Uh, while I don't think anybody would deny Ray Lewis, great linebacker, linebacker this decade. I don't know if you could say he changed the game of football the way LT did. I don't know if you'd say anybody was tougher than LT. Was Sims trying to tell us something? Yes, he is. He's sick of LT's cocaine antics and all that. But it's not for Phil to morally judge his brilliant teammate. Right. And I do think that's what Phil was doing, is that Phil has always kind of, you know, anytime LT gets into problems, Phil's like, well, hopefully Lawrence will straighten his, you know, straighten himself out and everything. He always jumps in. Like, you know, Phil, it's not your place. Now, Fez, are we missing something? Is Ray Lewis... uh... The Super Bowl linebacker of all time. I mean, he was the MVP of that game, and I'm not sure if anybody else from a linebacker position has won MVP. Yeah. I don't have any list in front of me. But are we talking about the all-time? I don't think so. I don't think Ray Lewis is the all-time, especially with just one Super Bowl appearance. But he dominated that appearance. Oh, yeah. He I went mean, out and yeah. dominated like few linebackers ever did. That was his game. Um, and they certainly wouldn't have been there without him. And you can't say that about too many defensive players. No. You don't get that uh, like we did with Manning. You wouldn't be there without Manning. Uh, Ray Lewis, 
was that on uh, the Ravens, and not just on their defense, but on the entire team. Yeah, but Lawrence Taylor was of the focal point of two great offenses. The the John Elway, the first Super Bowl team, had, was a tremendous offense. And then uh-huh. the, the first Bills Super Bowl team, people forget, was favored to really beat the Giants. Well, as and even now, I think if they would replay that yeah. game today, that was one of those games where the Bills would have beat them. You know, eight out of ten. Yeah, they just happened to catch him on one of those games that didn't fucking work. And, and maybe even nine out of ten. Right. And LT was, you know, he was getting double covered, which freed up other guys mm-hmm. to, to to do their work. So while, no, I, I think you know, I, I honestly think LT changed the way the games played. Yeah, I mean, and you people, can't say that about a lot of good players. People credit LT with. Basically, um, inadvertently starting the West Coast offense. Had to start it that way. Yeah, because Bill Walsh realized Lawrence was so fast that he had to create the quarterback with a three-step drop and get the ball off quickly. So that's where you get the slant. So you think this is Sims just fucking trying to give a slap delta? It is. It's Phil saying, Lawrence, you know, stop getting busted. Mm. But again, who gives Why not just say that and still give him the award? Yeah. Well, Fez does. Fez gave up on his hero as well. Who cares? Phil? Who cares what Fez says? I do. Thank I you. still care what Fez says. Who cares what Phil says? Uh, you enjoyed the... Uh, you were at a party for this too, right, Dave? Yes, sir. Uh, your baby learned to walk. You got real drunk. Yeah, it was tremendous. It was, Any it was big... Uh, what big foods were you uh, eating? Pork. I was ha- eating pork. Uh, beautifully cooked. Be- Going Dominican amazing food? Me- yeah. yeah. Dominican style. Uh I've I've uh, had some of that meal before. Miss Lair brought it over. It's fantastic. It was incredible. She slow cooks, right? Yeah, slow cooks, and then we had uh, her homemade chili as well. So we were doing chili. We was were it five pork. alarm? I'll say six. Is there even a, a six it was hot? alarm? Yeah, kicking, but, but in a good way. Did you get cornbread with it? She had bread, but not cornbread. We did that at our party. No, it was a, like I think it was just Italian bread. Interesting. Some people don't care, I guess. Um, did she have a fantastic bean dip? <laughs> no, she did not. So we were laughing. Says, what all goes into that recipe? Your bean dip. Well, you you first you bring to a boil some um, olive oil, white vinegar, and sugar. And then what do you add? And then you add um, the white corn, black beans, <laughs> uh, some. And he was. I mean, obviously, you did a great job. Thank you. Uh, but oh, I didn't bring this up. Fezzi used my restroom yesterday. Really? Fezzi went to potty, which he never does, uh, at my house, and then was in there for an uncomfortable amount of time. Oh. And the, I'll just say one of the other guests said, he's pinching one off. <laughs> well, I might have been in there for a long time because somebody came right to the door and said, we can all hear you <laughs> over the game. Could you keep it down in there? Try to hit the sides. Don't go straight for water. <laughs> Try to hit the sides a little bit. So what happens is, as soon as someone starts talking to me... But why didn't you shit before you off. came to my house, though? Because you were never in there that long for a piss. What happens is the stream gets cut off, yeah, and but, I have to wait. Um, Diarrhea. But I also have another rule of thumb. What's that? If you're just pissing and it's a party, leave the door open. Why? In case somebody else has to take a fucking piss. That makes sense. I would have been done in minutes. Minutes to take a piss? There's something seriously wrong with you. 
right. Uh, well, Dave, what was your commercial of the day? Did you have one? I actually liked the Simpsons commercial. I know some people don't like it, but I thought why it was didn't fun. They, why didn't the other people like they it? They just said that it wasn't funny. But I was like, well, I'm not really going to laugh out loud at any commercial. I just thought it looked good and it had a nice – I just enjoyed the feel of it. You know, I liked getting Mr. Uh, Burns his Coca-Cola. I thought it was good. Um, Fez, did you have one that you really liked? Um, one that I thought I thought the most clever one was the human bridge for Budweiser, where the bridge was out in the town and everyone had to lay across the uh, the river to mm-hmm. get the the Budweiser truck in. Um, <clears throat> now I said to you at the time I thought that the old lady one tackling the old lady thing would win because they love tackling and they love stuff like that. But I thought the Punxsutawney commercial. Oh, with Troy Palomalu. The Punxsutawney Palomalu was fairly fucking freakish and fairly funny. <laughs> yeah, that was scary. And tied everything together. <laughs> really scary looking. Now, this is something interesting, Dave. Uh, Pepper, do you even remember anything that you saw? The only cor- I remember not liking the, uh, the Simpsons commercial. And I remember liking uh, a whale flying into some water. I think it was the uh, tire commercial. Let's go back and look at the Simpsons commercial now. Turn this, uh, the lights down for me, too, Dave. Simpsons? Yeah. Okay. Um, because, again, I've seen so many hours of the Simpsons doing stuff that doesn't exactly, uh, you know, it's not new for me. That was my big problem with it. <laughs> Another billionaire is broke. C. Montgomery Burns has lost his entire fortune, estimated at $3 billion. Run a lot longer than thirty seconds now, too. I also think it's a huge mistake not to have. Sorry, Coke. Uh, it's really pretty ridiculous. It's pretty bad. But it, it did not have a story arc and you just listen. You know, in case you got a Fez Watley taking a, a full three, four minute. He says piss, but uh, there's a number of women who thought he broke one off in there. <laughs> and one of the ladies who went in after you thought there was an odd odor. <laughs> and I said, maybe he just had an orgasm. Maybe he jacked off because I know his, his cum stink. <laughs> Yeah, that didn't really, it just didn't mean much to me. I've seen a lot of The Simpsons. All right, the Super Bowl, is this from Ad Meter, Fez? Yeah, this is Ad Meter in USA Today. Uh, let's go the, uh, well, let's just go top five. Uh, the African uh, Sleepwalker finally gets a Coke. That one was kind of dull to me. Um, for, uh, was the Budweiser. Fences don't come in between fans, Fez. Did you remember that one? Yeah, that was the baby calf and the horse growing up together, a fence between them. And then, of course, the horse grows up to be a Budweiser Clydesdale, and the bull breaks through the gate. And we've seen these things so many times, right? Right. We've seen the animals loving each other. Yeah, it was like a uh, sequel to the Dalmatian when they had the puppy grow up with the horse. 
All right, three, the Bud Light man builds a house of beer cans and beer bottles. Uh, did you like that one, Fez? You know what? It was like, no, not really. I didn't see I didn't see where it was all that clever. It came early in the game, too. Mm. So it was one of the first ones. Uh, I liked it, and it's only because it reminded me of Legos, and Legos reminds me of Just John, and then that made me think... Uh, you know, oh yeah, I remember. I got to give just John a call sometime. <laughs> did you like it at all, Dave? Yes, I did. You like all the commercials. I just you? like a house made out of beer cans. Uh, then the Doritos, the dog pu- puts shock collar on owner. Again, haven't we seen this kind of one a million times? Yeah, I'm pretty sure where we. It's the man doing tricks for the dog, mm, yeah. basically. Uh, and then number one was Mars Snickers. Guy plays football like Betty White. I knew that one would go over big before the Betty White gimmick. But here's the interesting thing. And I said to Fez when it happened, I go, that'll be your number one commercial. But I wouldn't have been able to tell you what the product was. Because it really doesn't matter whether she had a Coke, a beer, anything, a Red Bull. It just doesn't matter. Um the thing that was supposed to be big was the Tim Tebow, and it seems like they really played that one down. Yeah, it was basically just a funny ad of uh, Tim Tebow tackling his mother. That came in at number 54 on the ad meter. So that was way down. Way, way down, yeah. Uh, uh, bottom 10. Anything else surprise you that seemed uh, bad, Fez? Here was something that really surprised me, and I think I, I caught it like three times during the game. They would, like the Betty White tackling one, the very next spot, someone else was getting tackled brutally. Then later on, they had some guys running around in their underwear. The very next commercial after it was more guys in their underwear. And they did it with midgets. Uh, toward, uh, towards the kiss. middle of the end of the game. Yeah, the kiss one and the, the kiss commercial. And the Punk Yeah, was followed by Puxatani Palomalu. So I'm like, wow, this is like just really bad programming to stick. You know, it's like you got two midget commercials back to back. Well, he wasn't a midget. He was a groundhog with funny hair. But I know what you're saying. And Fez started to point this out at the party, and it was weird how many times he got it going. Now, it made me wonder, did they just pull those things out of a jar so that it'll be somewhat fair? Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Do, do you buy a certain quarters? Is one quarter more expensive than the other? I don't know. But there may be some kind of a uh, just deal where, okay, here goes yours, and we're going to reach back in the bowl. And right. if that happens, there's not much you can do about it. No, and I mean, I guess as a company, even though you're spending $3 million, are you able to say, is there any other commercial where someone, old person, is getting tackled right next to mine? But th- that lets you know that you're not doing good enough fucking work as it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the only thing is supposed to be funny is midgets, you're going to run in a little trouble here. Um, I thought the most incredible commercial, and it's not being even talked about yet, is everybody's going to get a free Grand Slam? <laughs> what the fuck is that about? Yeah. I haven't had a Grand Slam in years, and I'm like, fuck, I'll go over and eat one. Great day for humans, bad day for chickens. Forget all that. They could have just put up 
I'm going to buy everybody a free Grand Slam, and that would have been the whole fucking spot. I think they wasted their time saying anything else. They should have just had you doing a normal live read and me yelling, what? Are you getting that wrong? <laughs> so several spots on that from Denny's during the game. That The highest one came in at number 18. Um, All the same thing, though? Yeah, but, I mean, well, it was all different spots. Like, one, the chicken screaming at some old lady's birthday party. That was ranked I don't lower. Get they, so they bought three spots around $9 million, and they're giving away free food? Yep. And this one, this is how bad this commercial is. One of the pantsless commercials for Dockers. I didn't even catch this watching the commercial. They're giving away, like, free pants to the first 2,010 people that... Um, you know, got a gift certificate. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know Dockers were still around until so, I mean, last night. So I mean, that's I mean that's free pants, and your commercial was so dull, or at least not captivating, that you know, no one I knew heard the free pants part. I didn't hear it either. Yeah, uh, you just let me onto that. So I missed that completely. Um, Sean Yarmon Fez. Hey, Ronnie, and don't forget it's free pancake day at IHOP later this month, too. But uh, the, my favorite commercial was the Dwight Howard, LeBron James, and the Larry Bird one. I thought that one was really good. Uh, David, Michigan, you're in Fez. Hey, buddy. Hey. Uh, Doritos spent a shitload of money. I don't think they got much bang for their buck, except I thought the house rules was pretty good. Uh, what was the Doritos? I'm not even sure I'm remembering this. It was the uh, the little black kid with his single mom. And uh, oh yeah, I kind of didn't like that. It, um, to me, it seemed a little creepy. Just uh, like really a little kid worrying about his uh, his mom. Yeah, and you know her sexuality and stuff, and uh, it's like he's having the talk that Reed, the father should be having. Reed's bringing it up to Reed. How are you? All right, about yourself. Yeah, you kind of stole my thunder. I thought that was the funniest one of the night myself, besides the Jim McMahon in the wheelchair getting the spray on tan. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Uh, I didn't like to, and I'm going to go back to it. The little kid hitting the guy, mm -hmm. that's a bad precedent there. Number one, uh, do you really want to be saying this is what you do? You physically hit some Fez just sat around and talked all day. About and you know how prejudice Fez is against black people, but here's yeah. a little black kid saying, "Here's something you do. If someone likes your mom, you can hit them." This little kid will get fucking crushed in a fight. <laughs> the last thing he needs to be doing is hitting something, hitting somebody. But also that the man did nothing that you felt he needed to be uh, hit for. You right. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, probably not the smartest commercial. Uh, yeah, hands off the Doritos, hands off my mama. Yeah, uh, it's a problem. Ridiculous problem. Uh, the Dockers, is that the commercial, Fez, that you brought up about you get free pants? Yeah. What I didn't understand, I saw that commercial, and I'm so sick of the guys in the bad bodies, half naked, oh, okay. that I'm like, I don't fucking need this. I started mm -hmm. talking to somebody. <laughs> so I had no idea. At the end of it, they were giving out free pants. And I'm pretty sure there was another one with a guy in his underwear right before it or right after it. I think you're right, because yeah. that was one of the ones it brought up. And, it then, was. and then it just all blends together. Um, here was the, le the least ranked of them all. 
uh, Danica Patrick for GoDaddy. Now, this is one reason not to believe this, Fez. These commercials are very popular with men, unpopular with women, and the ad meter uses both. Hmm. So, we talked about this last week. GoDaddy has become a very, very well-known brand off of this. Um, the Hyundai Sonata paint as a work of art. I don't remember. Select 55, the world's lightest beer. Yeah, that was just a straightforward ad. There was really nothing to it. Huge mistake. Huge mistake to do a straightforward for ad. Um, not a gigantic time for the ads this year, but by far, the ad everybody's talking about really doesn't make the ad meter because it's just a promo, and that's Letterman and Leno being together. I was just talking about this uh, during the last break with the boss and whether or not it was a good spot or not. He loved the spot, said it blew everything else away, and I said, yes, but has it ruined their gimmick? Has it ruined their tension? And he said, hmm, I don't know. I don't like being held to an opinion. Let me ask six different programmers, <laughs> and I'll be back to you. Uh, no, he didn't say that at all. I made it all up, but I felt good. As a matter of fact, I was pissing with Bladder and Jeremy, three of the great programming minds of the last century, pissing and discussing this. Nice. Um, by the way, Fez owes us a dinner for because uh, Tim Tebow spot did add. That was one of his bets he made on Friday. He he said he owes a dinner if the if the Colts don't win, so he owes a dinner for that. And then he said Tebow add won't add. Won't so you owe us still? I owe two thousand dollar dinners wow. out of this Super Bowl. Let's eat them back to back. <laughs> Let's make it a two thousand dollar meal. <laughs> all right, I'll have to look for new places for us all to go to. Uh. And I'll, what I'll do is I'll stay fairly cheap on the food so you guys can run up to drink tabs. Good. That would be great. Because when we hit the $1,000 mark, the drinks are being taken out of your hand. You had you had the lock as the uh, Colts and over. Yeah. Yep. The over, uh, over under 56 and a half. I thought it was going to go way over. I think I had it going over by about 20 points. Yeah. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be totally honest. I wouldn't have bet against you. I definitely said I'd love to see the Saints win this thing, and uh, but I can't. You know, Peyton is an animal. At the end of the first quarter, I'm like, well, Peyton's an animal. There's going to be no stopping him. Good thing I didn't bet. And at the end of the game, I don't think I just completely love seeing the Saints win anyway. I don't think I care that much, <laughs> but I had a lot of fun. I was basically just cheering on big uh, you know, plays and having a lot of fun. Unlike Dave, I don't buy a hat and pretend I'm a fan of one of the Oh, teams. I'm not pretending. I, I, I love this team for the entire year. I predicted them. And Sean Payton, I think, is a great coach. He was a former Giants offensive coordinator. Fantastic coach. So that's why I was for him. may be remembered as one of the all-time great Super Bowl coaching. Matter of fact, yeah. I would say this. If you could give the MVP to the coach... 
he probably would have gotten the MVP award. He did because he calls the uh, the plays. You know, he was all over Drew Brees, thirty two for thirty nine onside kick, and even going for it, even though it didn't work out. That goal line stand. Not only it, it, but, it showed that he has guts, but also it didn't cost them three points. They got the ball right yeah. back anyway. That's trust. Um, and knowing when to challenge on that two point conversion. That was great. Great challenge. Fantastic, and that was a major play because now we're like, okay, Peyton can't just chew up the clock and win the game at the end of it, you know? And I think that might have even changed his fucking cadence going down the field. Mm -hmm. That was so much fucking fun. <laughs> I mean, I, if you like football at all, you had a great time watching that game. I wish there was another Super Bowl. I wish every day just was to do it Super again. Bowl. Make it a series. And you know what? I wish that sometimes on the planet Vulcan you could be illogical. <laughs> just wear makeup and eat dessert and have fun. You can't. Not that place. So happy, though, that the Winter Olympics are here because now you can watch those till you get to March Madness. Usually you have this awful month and change of n no good sports. All right, here's my three people that I like in the Winter Olympics. I like the Flying Tomato. Okay. I like uh, Johnny, Are You Weird Boy? Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny Weir, the flashy queer with the beautiful rear, <laughs> and that hot blonde chick that was on Sports Illustrated. Lindsey Vaughn. They're my three favorite because they're the only three I know so far. But as I watch more, I'm going to get more favorites. Well, it's weird. If you go to some different uh, websites, they'll do like an Olympic profile, some of our athletes. Yeah, I'm not going to go to that website. They all start with Sean White, the one we already know. Well, and he's the Hulk Hogan right now. He's the returning champion. And he, he's, you know, gigantic star. He's the most popular, so. I, I don't know if Apollo Ono is back in it this year, but, you know. Yoko. He's, <laughs> Yoko Ono. Yeah. No, it's not. You know, he's the uh, speed skater. He's, My problem he's with Apollo Ono is he broke up the Beatles. Well, that was, he's not related to that woman. Uh, Tim Tebow and his mom seemed like they blew a lot of money. I guess they were afraid to say the word abortion. But why are you buying a spot? Yeah, it was... Put uh, it out there. Right, right. And they didn't even say focus... I don't think they said focus on the family. I think they just put the website up at the end of the commercial. And they ran at least three of them, right? Mm-hmm. And one in the pregame and two during the game. Yep. And fucking uh, Tim Tebow looks exactly like Brandon Frazier. <laughs> <laughs> they also mislabeled their own fucking commercial. It said, Pam and Tim Tebow, 2007 Heisman Trophy winner. Excuse me, I don't think Pam Tebow won any hardware. She did. So they were co-winners. <laughs> and why did he tackle his mom in the commercial? And the whole thing made no odd. sense. He doesn't tackle people. They also see I guess he does if he throws a pick. <laughs> And I guess he does tackle people. He's just my baby. They seemed a little too close for my taste. Like and, those southern sex, southern incest? Yeah, that's what I was implying. And if she did this wonderful thing for keeping him, why the hell is he tackling her? Fez, did you see your mom naked when you were a little kid? Is that why you're always so fucked up with stuff? I saw her one <laughs> time, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I had had a nightmare. I got up in the middle of the night. Always had nightmares as a kid. And got up in the middle of the night, and she was coming out of the bathroom at the end of the hallway with nothing on. So, yeah, that kind of freaked me. What did you do? Well, I went I went running back into my room because she was screaming at me to go back in my room. What are you doing up? What are you doing out of bed? Get back in your room now. So I just took off running. 
You were what? You were 19? <laughs> no, I believe I was probably like five or six. Go back to the bed and start touching yourself? No, I didn't touch myself. Would you say your mom was shaping it? Um, no. No, I wouldn't say that at all. Jungle lady. Was it? If I remember Jungle correctly, boogie. yeah, Jungle pretty boogie. much. <laughs> yep. I remember seeing my mom, and I just couldn't believe how big her breasts were. Don't think your mom's breasts are that big. In her prime, they were, Mr. B. That's nice. Did she have a reduction? Did it turn you on a little bit? It was interesting. It didn't turn me on, but I was not uh, afraid. Off. I was not, yeah, I was not turned off. I wasn't turned on, but I was like, I could Did you say your mom used more. to be naked in front of you a lot? Um, well, the problem was me, her and my dad were always taking showers Together? and then they just like walk around like they were in like a, a sports locker room <laughs> and, I, and like my dad has a big dick and everything. It was just really weird. And like how many showers can one person take in a day? They took like three showers. I walked in on mine having sex one time too <laughs> when I was little. All right. That ruins everything we thought about your dad. <laughs> What'd you do? Your dad's winning. <laughs> I got again. I got screamed to get out of there, so I went running back out. Oh my gosh! That was like on a Saturday morning. I know because we were all home, and I thought there was. I was asked my. I was watching my little brother, who was just a baby at the time, and I went in there to ask something about the baby because I thought you know he needed something, and there was my father right on top of her. How old were you this time? That was probably like eight and a half, nine years old. Hmm. I bet he had to be older because you don't watch the baby when you're eight. Hmm. An yeah. eight-year-old boy doesn't watch a baby. No, I mean they were. I mean they were home. You right. Know, but, but I'm saying, and the baby was in the playpen. Yeah. Usually there's some supervision. No, the story doesn't ring right. He must have been much older. Seventeen. And probably drilled a hole into the wall. <laughs> I did not ferret my way in there. It was porkies. Um, Mooney, you're in Texas, Jeremy Fez. Yeah, happy after Super Bowl holiday. Thank yeah, you. I forgot. Uh, Dave, I thought he was going to NASCAR. Their Super Bowl is coming up this weekend. 500. Oh, yeah. Daytona 500, I always watch that. It's the only race I watch all year. It's the last sport I've yet to get into. One of these days, Just I will. Just watch the 500, nothing else. Maybe I will. One of these years, I have to. Uh, then, of course, we've got uh, the Winter Olympics, and uh, we'll be rolling into uh, World Cup, which should be very, very exciting. Now, Angolan, the country of Angolan, they had a, they, when they have a captain of their team, it's a huge deal. It's a lot bigger than what we think of as a captain. To them, a captain is like a knight. It's like being knighted. And their captain fucked the girlfriend of one of the other guys on the team and lost his captain's... Uh, uh, I, don't know, I think they were something around that, like armband. He lost his captain's armband. That's a mistake. If he's the best player, Sounds he like is the best. I would get rid of the other guy before I strip him of his captainship. Well, apparently everybody's mad at the captain. Sounds like he had his stripes torn off of him, like in the army. They tear your stripes off in the army? Well, I think they used to. Like if you lost your stripes, they would come and just rip them off your jacket. And you were thinking of what? Um, branded. Yeah. And how old are you? 
You've got to be a million. <laughs> all but one man died. Now, Fez t takes that as happening all through the army. <laughs> Just like when he got into the make your bunk thing, and I made him go all the way back to figure it out. Uh, it was Gomer Pyle. <laughs> Nowhere else does he have any idea. Gomer Pyle and Brandon. 1960s TV is will tell you everything about Fez Watley. Uh, yeah, I think that we put the sports up a little further, but then I heard that we kicked a guy off our team for fucking somebody's wife in like 98. And it was a captain for us. So we get very mad if you fuck other guys on the team's chick. Well, you shouldn't do it. You should not be doing that. You know, like Charlie Sheen in Major League was very much in the wrong. Fucking Corbin Burnson's broad. You got to put the team first. Yeah, you have to. I mean, there's a million girls. If you're a professional athlete, why would you choose the one who's fucking already, you know, because she's there. Let's face it. You really want to fucking go out and head out somewhere and do Take something? Take the extra 20 minutes to go to a bar and say, look, I'm the captain. Well, here's the thing. This is the deal. These two couples would travel together. They would vacation together. They would spend time together. You got to say to yourself, if you're in that situation, if you're not doing that for the other chick, then that other guy is probably doing it for your chick. Oh, God. You're just not That's thinking. That's a scary thought. Like, it's like a Ted and Alice type deal. Well, didn't you even say that you wouldn't trust your brothers around your, your chick? No, yeah, I wouldn't do I don't. I, I don't like, I, don't, I wouldn't want her around any man by themselves. You, you found out that they were emailing? Yep, I did. I, I found that out. That that wasn't, uh, you know, I wasn't kosher with that, as the Jews say. Mm, I don't know what they say. Just, you know, you could talk to Davey Mac and say, hey, I have a message for Go your wife. Go through you. Yeah. Go through you. That's all you got to do. I wouldn't, what the hell? I mean, like, if I had to talk to Pepper's girl, I wouldn't be calling her. And that's another, you know, he, he, he and my wife Facebook from time to time, which I'm not a big fan of either. All these little Facebooks and the Pitsy with the face. Pitsy and my wife Facebook and I am more than me, for Christ's sakes. Well, now, maybe now they, I'm just a little agitated right now. Well, the now. thing is, they have secrets. So what? They I got know. a couple secrets <laughs> That's about what you. my point. So, yeah. let's say on the Facebook or Twitter, somebody Twittered your chick. Would you say, I don't want you Twittering back? Just let it dangle? One Twitter is good. You One. can parlay your message. Second Twitter is like, hey, now, now you're, you're going somewhere you're, with us. Now you're having an internet date. I got you. What do you think goes on? David uh, Hicks, you feel the same way? No, he's fucking losing his mind. No, you are. Well, fuck you. No, I, come on. One of you is. I don't know who. <laughs> it's just the paranoid psychosis is just taking over everything. I, what are you talking to his chick about? Oh, uh, she's a big fan of Stella and... Uh, and um, what American Summer? We talk about that sometimes. Like, oh hey, check this link out. Michael Showalter, very funny. I don't really? need that sharing comedy. What the fuck? You might as well make her a mixtape, John Cusack and <laughs> High Fidelity. He'll buy her. He'll buy her a shot too. Is it wrong to give somebody's chick music? The fuck yes. That is absolutely out of the question. And the reason is, I've given mixtapes to chicks. I only do it for chicks that you want to fuck. That's it. What if it's just a single song? Like, hey, I want you to check this out. No, that's not acceptable. Well, single song, fine. But don't be making a mixed CD. Don't go to the trouble of making a mixed CD. That's a bit far. I'll even agree with him. Absolutely. Hmm. Totally, totally over the line. So what have you found out? Because Hicks 
has a lot better taste in music than you, and your chick kind of leans towards six type thing, rather than your constant middle of the road uh, album rock stuff that you like. E Street Radio, baby, Chow Fifty Eight. <laughs> right, that's what we were listening to on the drive up <laughs> yesterday. She's ready to throw herself out of a moving car. Hmm. No, yeah, I, I don't be sharing music. All right, so let's just say this. Well, you brought it up that you're, you're friends with our friends Alki and Solaire, right? Yes, I am. If Solaire said, Dave, I want to talk to you. Okay. Privately. Yeah. Would that make you think something was up between the two of you? <laughs> would um, you feel like you were not befriending Alki by doing that? Um, I would accept the meeting with Solera, but then I'd probably tell Alki what the meeting was about. Mm. So it'll always be thin ice with you. Yes. Dangerous thin ice. Yeah, that's right. Don't go skating. Um, here's Jeff. Jeff in Illinois, you're in my affairs. Yeah, guys. Uh, first of all, well, I've actually got two things now, but first of all, um, did I hear it correctly, Dave? That just a few minutes ago you said that it was an odd type of situation between Tim Tebow and his mother, uh -huh. and um, what's the deal with you and Beanie? Uh, you and Beanie are weirdly close. What are you talking about? I mean, I, I haven't. I you don't sing wanna... with her. You spend time with her. Yes, I love her. Um, yeah. She bought you a Mr. Microphone the other day. Yes, she did. That's right. She bought me an ESPN microphone because I'm still eight years old. Apparently, it's a microphone that you can talk into, and it has a little speaker, so you can call your the sports game while you watch it. Uh, I, I told her I really need socks and a shirt. She really wants to keep can me retarded. Yeah, she wants to keep me very young. She likes to get you toys. And she she said, Dave, do you need mittens yesterday? I go, I really, I'm I'm a glove guy now, mom. I have fingers, <laughs> grown fingers. <laughs> Please. The 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 problem I think is is remember last time that you weren't chipping in on the TV. Yeah, it doesn't seem like you're doing the adult things. So they're still seeing you as a kid. I got her glasses. I know, but you I, like I the don't TV have the money set. my brothers do. Right. So enjoy your fucking little radio thing. <laughs> enjoy your ESPN <laughs> microphone. Uh, Max in Dallas, your office. Hey guys, what's up? Yeah, I did the same thing all little kids do when you're five or six. I accidentally walked into my mom taking a piss and that kind of freaked me out but two years ago I was living with a chick. She had a 17 year old son and a 16 year old daughter and she's constantly walking around her son and daughter buck ass naked and there was times when like I'd tell her a joke and she'd roll back on the bed laughing and things spread wide open for a 17 year old son and it just it out. You're one wacky fucking, seriously. There's one wacky family running down there in fucking Texarkana. Um, what's really sad is that the ESPN thing that Dave can call the games, uh -huh. his microphone, yeah. is so that he can uh, pretend that he's on the radio. <laughs> and you can already do that with special delivery. You already have a pretend radio show. Well, I want to be a sportscaster, like you know? in, in a dream, in a fantasy world. Yes, but why don't you do it in a real world? We have a lot of fucking stations. Get in, yeah, you're right. You don't know how to get in. They're all here. <laughs> you're in. You are in radio. Well, do you think they would accept me? Like, how how do you how do you go about doing that? Make a tape or something? Like, do you just watch a, a game, call it, and then say, here here's here's my a demo? Like, I I'm just unfamiliar with the process. 
of getting, you know, a sportscasting job? First thing you've got to do, if you want to be totally serious, if that is your goal, you have to drop the silly ass special delivery thing where you got making interns kiss each other. Because <laughs> you can't do that right. and follow yeah. the Mets. Right. You no, know what I mean? Yeah, that's not. That would be scandalous. So when you know you have a goal, start to work towards that goal. Yes. Don't work towards 15 different goals. You're right. Um, Scattered. Yeah. So I think you could do sports radio. Really, a lot of that stuff is just the the homework stuff so that you're not just giving off opinions like we are, but you're giving specific Right. Don't opinions. repeat what's on, you know, Mad Dog 144. Right. You <laughs> see that? <laughs> right. Mr. Don't Be? Right. Don't think that everybody doesn't watch ESPN yeah. or read the same things. Get out and really, like, I'm going to formulate my own opinions and right. do my own research. And then you just can't make a statement. That Then you go, but I haven't taken the time to back it up, mm -hmm. you know? I agree. I mean, that's why sometimes I don't even like to read Sports Illustrated or watch SportsCenter, because I really don't want their opinion. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, like, uh, you know, I, I... But you have to stop being known as the crazy person. Yeah. And you got to put that in, in, in your past. That, right, yeah. Because who was the guy that... Uh, give me a play-by-play -play guy that you loved. I loved um, Dick, Dick Enberg. is like one of my heroes. Brilliant. Uh, and one of the guys who makes it look easier than it is. Yeah. Right? Now, suppose there was a tape going around of Dick Enberg getting two guys to kiss. Right. I mean, you can't even imagine it, right? Yeah, no, you can't. Dick Enberg's class. Right. Personified. So you have to say to yourself, and I'm being totally, this is a fucking total shoot. If you want to do these things, you have to think, what do I have to do to work towards that direction? Mm -hmm. And I'd cut out the other stuff. Mm -hmm. I really would if I was you. Yeah, do a sports show. What about play-by-play? -play? Is that, you know, or is Absolutely. 32 too uh, old to no, start I, doing No, I don't think play? it's too old at all. And what happens is that you could uh, be doing stuff for smaller, like college things yeah. right now, doing some basketball. We could walk you down the hall, and the main thing to do is to say, I'm going to start doing this on my own. Turn it into you and see if you want to start, you know, playing it. I mean, I, I don't understand. You've worked in radio for how long now? Oh, God. Uh, it's been four years with you guys, and there was about three years before that. All right, so seven years. Seven years at and least. And you still have no idea how to pitch a place, uh, what to do to get a job? Um, I've never formally made a demo for anyone. Like, I got my, I was on the air for two different radio stations, but. They just hired me. Like, they never actually asked me to do a demo. Right. Which, which sounds weird, but I got on the I was just helping at one station. They finally put me on the air, and the other people had heard of me. So but Let's just say this. You think that also happens with sports? Do you think that we got enough sports stations here that if you're down, like, hey, I've done my shift, is there anything? I mean, maybe you should be doing that instead of shooting for the shock jock stuff. Mm -hmm. But if it's really your dream, you should start and work towards it. And that keep you. It doesn't have to be a fantasy for you. You're in, right? You work for a major broadcast sports place. demo tape. I'll, I'm going to get um, some highlights on, from YouTube, and then I'll call them. That's that sounds like a good idea, right? No, it's something a child would do. <laughs> or <laughs> one here's one of the first things you want to do. Who hires down there? Uh, 
don't know. You're right. I should find out. Yeah, and it, it would take you seconds. What kind of people are they working? Yeah. Do a little research before you go down there. I'm some guy you don't know. Right. I have dreams. Find out what that person needs and see if you can provide it for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think actually now I think about it, I think I do know the, who's in charge of serious sports. But you want to also look down at each one of their, uh, e you know, each PD that they have. Uh -huh. Kyle, you're on my Hey, Dave, I love you. I was just wondering if Keith Jackson or Dick Inberg ever ate their own shit. Well, probably not, but I don't know. Oh, all the oh, oh. I can't tell you every moment of Keith Jackson's life. Maybe that's where Will Nelly came up. <laughs> uh, why don't we do this? Uh, why don't we break? Back in a few moments, and we'll pick up some of Dave's dreams. There's a lot of stuff on TV right now. Maybe I'll just let you call some of it real oh, quick, great. right? Yeah. You want to do that? I'd love that. Run and fetch show. You're out. What do you get that malarkey? I'm safe. I said you're out. I'm safe. You're out. Safe. Out. Safe. Out. Safe. Out. Safe. Out. Safe. Out. Safe. Out. I say you're safe. If you don't like it, you can go to the showers. Okay, then, Doc. Have it your way. I'm safe. Listen, you Ah, oh, buddies, it's the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Fez Watley, a new statement out by Sandra Bullock, your favorite actress. Mm-hmm. Where she says she will not win the Oscar. She guarantees it. She knows how these things work. Oh. I say this. We should all get together and vote for her because she's so humble. Yes, that's exactly what she's wanting to do. She's won every award up to this. The the, the most the closest she's come to losing is a tie on one of them. Where is this false modesty coming from? Where she's going around saying these things. She's got to be the favorite to win this, I'm sure. And it just makes it, to me, it makes her all the more unattractive. Where she's active, don't vote for me. I, you know, she at one point she said she had to, she'll need to get liposuction before the ceremony. She could have got a lipo with your money. You should have went to Geico with your money. So she's just trying to pass her off, pass herself off as this old homely maiden. Who never gets anything. Do you, would you rather, like, a woman say, I'm beautiful, or act like they're not beautiful? I would rather them say they're beautiful. Because mm. then they would be honest. But then when you have a problem with, oh, she thinks she's all that. You know what? It all depends on uh, it depends on how she's saying it. But if a woman's being uh, is beautiful and says she's beautiful. Uh -huh. Let me go to Hicks. Hicks, if it's a beautiful woman, would she rather say... I want her to be confident in her fucking self. I want her right. to know she's fucking hot. And she should know. And they all know. Come on. Um, Dave, do you ever fall for when a woman doesn't think that she's beautiful? All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever they're fishing for compliments, I usually am the fish ah. that they've gotten. I'll see. So I'll be the woman. I'll be like, 
I'm not very attractive, David. Yes, you are. Oh, You're no. You're beautiful. I'm not beautiful. Yes, you are. I'm homely. You look great. And you're a great sportscaster. And together, we're going to be the happiest people in all making Georgia. We sure will, hon. So you'd rather a woman goes like this, yeah, you know I got check it out. <laughs> you know you want this. You know you after this. That's like a, a, a guest on Maury. Yeah. Um... Dave, you always act like you can't take a compliment from me when I go, hey, you had a funny show today. You'll fucking... Yeah, you'll... it's uncomfortable. But at the same time, I also don't like insults either. So I just, well, I guess prefer if some people just don't pay me any attention. <laughs> <laughs> like nothing happened. <laughs> See, I don't know. Have you ever had a beautiful woman and you, you tell her she's beautiful and she says, <clears throat> oh, no one's ever told me that before. Would you think she was lying? Yes. I would think that. I would. And if she lies about that, then you would think lies about everything. What else does, yeah, she lies about? Right. That Quite she's not bit. wanting to get to know the person. She's just trying to trick him. She's like working him. Wow. Okay. Good stuff. Con. It's a fucking con job. She's a con artist. Grifters. Right. We're not playing that, though. Another John Cusack movie. But, but let, let me ask you this. So why would a beautiful woman lie? Why would a beautiful woman say, I'm not beautiful? You've already given her the compliment. And she goes, no one else ever said that to me before. Why would she lie? Because then she gets more of it. I see. If you say you're a beautiful woman and she goes, oh, I know. And I would take very good care of myself and I try to be beautiful. Boom, it's done. It's right there. But still, isn't that almost a terrible thing in today's society? I know. I really uh, work on stuff. I try to be beautiful. So I'm glad you finally noticed it. I don't know if I'd like that either. I don't know if there's a way out of this. Yeah, that would be a little bit arrogant. See, that's the problem. You probably shouldn't if bring it up. Sandra Bullock would have said, I'm going to get it. Fez would be furious. Like, who does she think she is? Like, no offense here, Fez. Mm -hmm. But it seems like some of these celebrated personalities or celebrities, as I've deemed them, can't seem to say anything right for you. The woman says, I'm a hoarder. You get furious because she doesn't have a bag of toenails. She's not a hoarder. You are. She likes pretty dresses. Uh, so a beautiful woman should say, I'm beautiful. Yes, I think so. No, they should just go through life, you know, they're being beautiful, but not talking about it. There's always a lot, you know, more grace in that than, you know, shit talking. So, uh, <laughs> to have grace is to deflect when people compliment you. And that was your initial thing. Yeah. Uh, Justin, Justin and PA, you're running Fez. Hey, guys. Uh, I'd like to point out here, Fezzy, that uh, when Jessica Beale was complaining that she wasn't getting any good, getting any good roles because she was too attractive you had such a enormous problem with that but when sandra bullock turns around and is humble uh you have a problem with that as well yeah what so, made you so mad at jessica beale for saying i'm too beautiful to get a lot of roles yeah i think what it was there is i think jessica beale's not talented enough to get a lot of roles so again i think uh, it was what are you basing that on she's never really had any good roles we can all agree to that exactly that's what i'm basing it on but God's because she's too beautiful. No, I don't. I don't think so. And I just, I don't. I'm not buying it. 
I think I think it comes back to the honesty thing. Does Sandra Bullock honestly think she's not going to step up there and get that award? She's not going to write a speech. She's so not, she's going to sit home because it would be so humiliating. Well, uh, Joe Pesci, who gave the shortest speech ever, thank you very much, I think is all he had to say. He didn't think he was going to win. I think you'd be kind of crazy to think, I'm going to win, i am worked for this long enough, and I'm better than these other actors. Because <laughs> let's yeah. face it, she's up against Meryl Streep. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's anywhere in the back of her mind she thinks she's as good as Meryl Streep? Oh, I'm sure it's there. It couldn't be. I don't think it's in the back of Jack Nicholson's mind that he's as good as Meryl Streep. <laughs> I don't think there's... I think if you said to Daniel Day-Lewis, are you as good as Meryl Streep, he'd say no. I don't think there's anyone walking around today. So to even drop down further to a Sandra Bullock, I don't think in the back of her mind she thinks to herself, they're going to let me get away with this. Yeah, but there was nothing wrong with her saying, I don't know if I'm going to win or not. She said, I'm not going to win. Yeah, but I mean, she should have said, I don't know. If someone asked her a question, do you think you're going to win? I have no idea. I'd like to. And then you guys would be like, she's so wishy-washy. Make a fucking opinion. Can't you just uh, admit, um, that they would, uh, that no matter what women say, you're angry with them, Fez? I'm not a big fan of women to begin with. And yet you act like one. Scott, run Fez show. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. I got a spy report. Let me play this. Uh, and what I'm going to do is start and call this the spy report sounder. And when I get spy reports. Spy report. Spy report. I'll play that. And then if there's a faux pas. I didn't mean it like that. Like that. And then we'll have little sounders. So go ahead. Well, the uh, I just heard that the numbers are in, and last night's Super Bowl was the lo- the biggest viewed show in the history of television, beating uh, the last episode of Mash back in whenever that was, the eighties. Uh, well, first of all, we'll have to look into that. But I never thought that Mash was bigger than any Super Bowls. I thought Mash was just the biggest series ender. Yeah, not bigger than any special TV thing. And then if you look at it, I'm sure. More people, you know, saw the man who landed on the moon or whatever than a Super Bowl because everybody's covering that. Um, it says Super Bowl was watched by more than 106 million people, surpassing MASH finale, which... Uh, I didn't know 106 million people watched the end of MASH. I'm stunned by that number. It says it was 106.5 million people watched the game last night to matches 105.9 million. So it just barely beat it. But I was says. off on my MASH guess by quite a bit. I would have thought you'd have a major TV show if you did half that number. You know what I mean? That would be gigantic to do <laughs> 50, 60 million would be just like ridiculous. I can't imagine more people would watch the last episode of MASH than the Giants game last year, or the Giants-Patriots game, when you, uh, yeah. is what I was talking about, when you have the opportunity to go undefeated. That's crazy. And that that one wasn't even, the, the previous Super Bowl was the, was the Steelers-Cardinals last year. What about this? Sandra Bullock says, I'm beautiful, everyone knows it, and that's why I'm going to win the Oscar. You think <laughs> you'd be happy with that? 
I think it would be a little bit more honest on her part. Honesty is important to you. Well, I, yeah, I think so. Well, I don't like to think that I'm getting swindled on something. What's your real name? Why won't you ever use your real name <laughs> on the air? Was there a reason that you didn't use your real name? Um, I didn't think my real name was uh, right enough. And it, and I was, you know, Fez seemed like a Fez seemed like a fit. <laughs> it was a hat. <laughs> What's that it's mean? Something like a great name. <laughs> what if your name was Cap Watley? <laughs> Cheesecutter Watley's here. Dave McDonald, do you really want to be a sports announcer? Yes. It's a fantasy. Why do you call it a I mean, fantasy I'm, when you work in broadcast? No, it's a dream, but it's a dream that I would like to see attained. If you could have one job in radio, sports announcer? Sports announcer probably would, yeah, I love sports, you know, I'm a big sports fan. Then let's start working you towards it. I'm all for you achieving everything you want to achieve. I just had no idea until you said it now. I had no idea that's what you're after. Oh, yeah. I've been like that for years. I used to, like, dress up as a kid with a little tie. I know, but now you're an adult and I don't see you working towards it, so I never assumed that that's what you were, you know, you wanted to do. Well, I, I didn't think it was necessarily a possibility. Why aren't you doing the uh, Sam and Dave show as a sports show? You know, most talk radio and terrestrial radio right now that's hiring is sports. Really? Yeah. Didn't know that. No. Shock jock talk is on its way down. Yeah, I'd like to do some kind of sports thing. Definitely. Uh, big sports show, of course. You know what the number one fil- uh, uh, sports channel in Philadelphia is, right? Um, I'm not pre- precisely sure about that. You've heard of the wing bowl down there? Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that. So they uh, asked Snooky to come over, and she's the big Jersey Shore girl. Uh-huh. Eighteen thousand fans, all eating wings, and they boo Snooky. <laughs> and this Fez is the beginning of the backlash. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia <laughs> is always on the front of the backlash. <laughs> they were the first people to come out against. Uh, of course, Santa Claus, right? Cripple Kids, and Mike Schmidt, and now everybody hates those three things. Did this hurt you a little bit? Did you? Yeah. Did, were you ready for Snooky to go down so fast? Yeah, I, th- I don't think enough time has passed for the backlash to begin quite yet. I would wait till season two. Wait till they, you know, have fucked up the show by putting them in the Bahamas or something, and then start the backlash. Mm. But I feel like there's still fire, so to speak. Uh, Leroy in Wyoming, you're in my face. Ronnie, I think you better quit holding Dave back and just let him go so he can chase his dream. Well, he's not holding me back at all. Mr. I'm all for Dave getting his dream. What are you, you know, talking that, about? That, that might be hard for people to do. but uh, And we discussed this yesterday or last week when it came to brothers and friends when Fez says he likes to see his brothers and his friends fail at things. <laughs> I go, I love it when my family members or my friends get what they want. I, in my life, I wish Dave would get his dream. At a certain point, look back and when he's doing his, hey, I got everything, that he would think to himself. And you know who was one of those people that were really helpful to me? Ron Bennington. That's the way I like to be known by my friends. Okay. Then that, yeah, I would, I would definitely say that. You'd say it? Yes, I would. That's all I asked. No question. Yeah. And have you hit the lottery, I like a mill. 
Okay. Because and I don't want to know if you're. I mean, what if like the the Mega Mills is only at like thirty million right now? Do Dude, I still you're to already going to be fucking doing the Yankees. You're going to hit the lottery and get your dream of the Yankees. I didn't know about the Yankees. Um, well, I guess John Sterling's have a job. Pat in Boston, you're on Fizz. Hey, uh, Davy Mac, I can make a phone call and uh, see if Tony Reale wants to help you out. Uh, I'm, no thanks, okay? I'm not going to go to Tony with my hat in my hand. Thank you very much. But um, you know him. I, he doesn't like me, for starters. Well, that's because of the way he, he... What if I told you this? Atlanta Falcons are looking for a broadcasting personality right Fuck now. Fuck yes. And I got that from Bre Fred Brooklyn. I wasn't even thinking that high up, but sure. Do you know how many like just college basketball programs there are in this? Yeah, I'd like that. Area. Something like that. I don't know. Can you make a living doing that? Yes. Then I would be all for that. Yeah, Baseball mean. would be really up my alley, in my opinion. Well, the problem there is that they don't have a great radio presence outside the pro teams. Really, but I know a lot of guys that You're went right. to smaller markets start calling stuff for smaller markets, move their way up. Yeah? Okay. Um, Joe, Long Island, you're on Fez. Hey, listen, Dave, I do my own sports talk show every week, radio. You want it? You want to be on it with me? You got it, buddy. You're my co-host. Um, wh where is this? This is on the radio station? It's a podcast, and it's downloadable on iTunes. It's called Muscle Sport Radio. Muscles. We do all the major sports. We do uh, MMA. We do all, these, uh, all the things that probably would fill your dream up. And I would love to have you on as my guest and co-host. It's all up to you, bro. Well, uh, here's one of the I things that you guest. should do right away, and I'm serious about this. You should turn the Sam and Dave show into being at least 75% sports talk, 25% guy talk. So you're already doing guy talk stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But lean towards sports, mm -hmm. and that's going. And your demos are going to sound like sports radio. Yeah. And I'd also, you know, I throw sports in the title so that they would know out there. Sports delivery. Well, you can keep the special delivery, but just put you know sports underneath it somewhere. Oh. But start mm -hmm. to focus on that. Uh, Chris, Strong Island. Good afternoon, ladies. Let's not forget how Philadelphia was ahead of the curve on the backlash with Bill Burr. Uh, Philadelphia got its ass beat by Bill Burr, and it's still on YouTube. <laughs> and I'm not even sure if the city's come back from it yet. <laughs> um, here is uh, Mike in Philly. You're on Fez. Hey, Ron. What's up? Yeah. Uh, I was at the wing bowl on Sunday, and uh, Snooky was riding a mechanical bull, and people in the crowd started throwing eggs at her. How could you tell who was riding who? Uh, Doing a fat girl joke? Yes. Brilliant. Anyway, somebody standing down by the mechanical bull got hit by one of the eggs and got a serious eye injury. Got hit in the eye with one of those eggs that was thrown. What, when, yeah. are, when are women going to realize that the only reason guys try to get them up on a mechanical bull is to see what they look like fucking? <laughs> they don't know. They Dave, don't. would you allow, allow your chicken public in on a mechanical bull? <sighs> No, I would. I would not be. These guys are going to masturbate to it later. Yeah, I wouldn't be happy with that. Mm -mm. What if you found that there was YouTube her riding a mechanical bull? That would be um, angering. What if there was a YouTube of you fucking the end of a rose? Would that 
Would that make her furious? I don't know what you're talking about. I had no idea the last MASH finale was this fucking big. Yeah. I'm stunned by this. I always thought that MASH was the biggest TV show finale, uh-huh. but then surpassed by all the the shows before it, like, you know, the Super Bowls and stuff. I'm stunned by this. I guess people felt the need to tune in because with MASH... They feel the need for speed. Because with MASH, you couldn't trust them. They had killed off Henry Blake already. So you're wondering who, what characters are going to get out alive. I guess I better watch. You couldn't trust them to have a happy ending to the war. <laughs> people love that MASH. I prefer the film. Personally. Really? To the TV show? Yeah. Uh, Peter and Mass, you're on my face. Hey, Dave, uh, your sports show with Sam won't work because Sam doesn't even know what a fucking field goal is. He has no clue about sports whatsoever. Um, well, maybe I could teach him. Oh, just so you know, did you know that uh, Kirk Gowdy, before he got started in sports casting, he ate his father's cum? Did you know that? Uh, no, I, I didn't. I didn't know that. Hmm. I, is that true? No, don't oh. listen to him. Sam can focus on the wrestling, though. <laughs> yes, he can. He knows yeah, that. Yeah, like here's wrestling roundup. <laughs> yeah, very well versed in that. Uh, Sam believed that both of the Super Bowl teams should feel like winners because uh, there's no medals for sportsmanship, and he really did think. <laughs> It came down to just great sportsmanship. <laughs> now there's $1,000 on the line in the PennyStockChaser.com jingle contest. Make sure that you get your jingles in. You can email them to this address, jingle at SiriusXM.com, jingle at SiriusXM.com. Make sure they're 45 seconds or under, and you can see complete rules at Sirius.com slash the virus. Mm. And that price is from PennyStockChaser.com, where you can get the free daily stock alerts and notices, all from PennyStockChaser.com. Here, John from Sports Grumbling wants to talk to you. Hey, Dave, how you doing? Good. I think you should. Uh, I think we talked about this on Facebook one time. You should focus on fantasy sports. It's uh, it's a pretty uh, open uh, niche, and it's got a very desirable demographic hmm. uh, for advertisers and stuff. Highly educated, uh, high income households. Really, you should focus on that. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll plug my own podcast on Friday nights while I'm at it. It's uh, live with call in and everything. So it's. Uh, it's Could Dave sit in with on. you one night? Absolutely, I'd, I'd be honored. Dave, Sports Gremlin? Yes. Friday nights, 9 o'clock. We're live. Okay. All right. Thanks, man. Peace. All right. Peace. Nikki in New York. Hey, the uh, big reason for the rating spike, you know, the Super Bowl viewership has probably gone up. That's why it amazes me, your initial segment, where people don't actually watch it. Um, the snowstorm, though, forced all those people to stay home that would normally be at parties. So that was that many more individual sets. The NFL, if they had their way, there'd be a, a blizzard all over the country every Super Bowl. Oh, so you're saying that they're not even getting, like, they don't get credit for, like, bars and shit like that? Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, no, that's the individual sets in use. I mean, it's a 45 rating, so it's like you can't tell me that it's a higher rating than that. It's just 45% of the sets in use are watching that. But how many, you know, when you have 20 people in a house, you know, yeah. everybody does a Super Bowl party. Not, I guess not everybody, but... So many people do that, um, that becomes, you know, they, they can't watch their set. But it's 
they they keep getting the ad dollars even as the rating goes down because all eyes are on the Super Bowl. The snowstorm though made it possible to have that really big spike as far as the actual rating number. That makes sense. Peace. I wonder if people had mash parties when that thing went off the air. Uh, that's the end of my show. Donk. Way up to Mars. Soon it'll be filled with park and cars. I watched it for a little while. I love to watch things on TV. Harry, Mark, and John Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday to Thursday With Harry, Mark, and John Satellites gone up to the skies Things like that drive me out of my mind For a little while I love to watch things on TV Bye.